Yeah, it's Free Talk Live. Welcome to another edition where you can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up anything that you want. Our toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. In the studio tonight, you've got me, Ian. And Lumpy. And Mark. Got special guest Lumpy in the studio tonight. He's been uh, chilling and keen the last few days, thanks to thanks to the government. They uh, <laughs> they put you here for for a little while. Well, yeah, just it's I could be back, but this is this is a good place to be. Well, they pulled you over for some sort of unregistered something or other back down yeah, in Massachusetts. Just, you had yeah. to get a tow up here. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, just it was just a, a license plate issue, and then they took the plate. So. Just making your life so much easier, oh, so yeah. much better. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, just like they the so much. local gang here in New Hampshire has had a, a reopening, another step right in this long, arduous, costly reopening process that they've been having. Where now, now you can go inside a restaurant and sit down and eat. Is there is a hundred percent seating or fifty percent? No, well. It depends on how you calculate. According okay. to the according to the rules, as written by His Highness or His Excellency his himself, Excellency, yes. uh, Chris Sununu. You think that's a joke? That's our governor's title. That's actually what it says in the Like he's uh, got his orders. own pronoun, His Excellency. His Excellency. Uh, so this guy in his order that's applying, I guess now, says that four counties in New Hampshire, there's only 10 counties in New Hampshire, so four of them, the most populated ones, so Hillsborough, which has Manchester and whatever other ones are around there, uh, they are allowed to have people at 50% capacity in the restaurant. Other counties, the other six counties, are allowed to have, quotes, 100% capacity, but the tables cannot be any closer, or the chairs from the tables, the people sitting in the, the chairs, basically, cannot be any closer than six feet from one another, supposedly. So... 100% capacity if after you've you can, removed half the tables. Yeah, if you can keep <laughs> tables. So it's tables six feet? Basically, the humans have to be six feet away from How do another. you do that? You have to take out tables. You're going to have to. Yeah. because Which means I mean, you're not really at 100% capacity. If your restaurant has uh, your tables six feet apart, I'd be surprised. Like a previous restaurant. No. Restaurant prior to all this, uh, tables being six feet apart, I'd be surprised. But a restaurant where the human beings are all six feet apart that are at separate tables, that sounds hard. Now, that's the way it's supposed to be, but the reality on the ground may be a little bit different. Uh, I was in a bar, and I won't say which one of them recently, that had people sitting at the bar together. They were not spaced six feet apart, and that warms my heart when I see things like that happening. Um, and I, I was told by Aria Demetso, one of our other co-hosts, she was at a bar that was their first day reopening was this week they'd closed during the the whole covid crackdown thing but she said the place was packed that there wasn't a single person who was uh, social distancing and the only person wearing a mask was the doorman if i asked if they asked me to do anything weird like that and i'm just gonna say are you really sure are you really sure i'm gonna ask them and then i'm gonna probably just leave because <laughs> you mean if they ask you to put a mask on or something or do like something that? yeah which is weird enough yeah. anyway in my book. It's only happened to me at one place, and that's uh, a regional bank called Citizens Bank. We went to the Jamaican place last night, nobody and I, and we were the only people in it, so we were fine. Yeah, I think that uh, you know you should wear a mask if you want to wear a mask. You should stay home if you want to stay home. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things. But it, what it sounds like is, is that when these bars reopen and people just rush in mm-hmm. to pay 
what sextuple for a beer yep. um, that they must be missing out on something, whatever that thing is. They're they're looking forward to something happen because all of them know that whatever their whatever the chances of getting whatever this virus might have been have increased by going into this place. Mm-hmm. They all know that they're paying significantly more for the beer. So why are they going? I don't know, but it's. I think it's because we're a gregarious creature and we need human contact. Yeah, well, humans are social animals. I mean, for the most part, with the exception of like a psychopath or, or something like that. But for the most part, people do appreciate being around others. And it, that's why this whole thing has been just so sad to watch as so it, many people have been so obediently staying home and doing what they were told. And the one thing that I don't have as far as numbers, I'm keeping an eye on the CDC's numbers of deaths um, at their uh, website and all that stuff is mm-hmm. what I don't have is these deaths of despair. Now, I've been told you some mean suicides. Numbers. Suicide, mm-hmm. um, people who are forced to stay at home with an abusive spouse, mm-hmm. people who have uh, consumed too much alcohol in the evening and died of alcohol poisoning overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a variety are of Are alcohol things. poisonings up right now? Are they. How can they not be? Well, I don't know if you've seen anything. You're I don't speculating. Ha- I, I am speculating. Spe- no, okay. no, I didn't speculate. I asked a question. And I haven't seen any numbers, but I'll bet you okay. that these numbers are up. Okay, just to be clear, you have not seen numbers about that. Okay, I haven't, but I'd be willing yeah. to bet that alcohol poisoning has gone up by a tremendous yeah. percentage. And I bet a lot of people who had fallen off or had uh, quit doing whatever hard drugs that they quit doing may have gone back on those. I don't know how you'd find them necessarily if your drug dealer's out uh, you know, taking a corona break. I don't think drug dealers uh, okay. care that much about the governor's orders, dude. The reason why they're drug dealers is because they don't care what the law says. Uh, and Could and be. that's what I love seeing. I love seeing businesses that ignore that crap and keep operating. I just heard about a local business here in uh, in Keene that heroically was still allowing their customers to come in. It was a gym, a local gym, that during the corona thing, the crackdown, they had papered up the windows on the gym. So the front door, the windows, all papered up. But they were still letting known customers into the gym so they could work out. Well, apparently somebody snitched them out and the Keene police showed up more than once and issued threats to this person, which didn't show up on my public records request because they may have only verbally threatened him. So I had put in a request for written uh, anything that the police department had given in written form Mm -hmm. to any businesses during the last three months, basically. And they only came back with one response, and it was the one that I already knew existed, and now I've just found out about this other one. But again, it may have just been a a physical and verbal intimidation. That guy ended up closing his doors entirely and moving to a completely different location in like a warehouse district. If you had fewer than 10 people in the gym, why would it be a concern to anybody? I mean, it's not a violation of the governor's orders. There are these busybodies out there, and yes, Mark, it depends on your interpretation of the governor's orders. There was a so-called stay-at-home order in place. Uh, which had a loophole, what, what Ari and I would have argued was a pretty good loophole that said something, I don't have it in front of me, the exact right. wording, but it said something to the effect of, and anything else that you need to make you know yourself well or something like that, like some sort of thing that you could have pushed a Mack truck the gym, through in theory. Yeah, the gym could certainly be considered a wellness uh, visit, right? Yeah. Um, you're, you're healthier, presumably. Well, we would have argued that simply being around other people would make us well. So I, I would agree with that, too. My concern is is that um, you know here's a, here's another business that went down the tubes and I don't know like if you lose a business you're pretty demoralized. Oh yeah, my God! I mean, how much money you know and time? How many have you put suicides? 
How many business related suicides? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's the a real great virus is Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> the real virus is fear in this case because that's what got people so crazy. And so now we're seeing the bankruptcies coming in. We're seeing various businesses. We already heard about uh, J.C. Penney, for instance, going to be closing. What is right. it? Hundreds? Have they already closed a bunch of times though? Like that was Sears. Um, yeah, Kmart and Sears. Yeah. Right. But American Icon went down the tubes. Probably, and I believe this is like most corona deaths, but, you know, it was a death that was coming. It just yeah. happened to be kicked forward. That's right. Yeah. A lot of these retailers were already having a tough time. And here's my prediction on many of these corona deaths, because the numbers for deaths in America went up. I mean, you know, the highest normally is about 60,000, and it was up near 80,000 per week. And... I, You're saying it's normally 60,000 per week, but it was at 80,000? 50 to 60,000 per week, okay. and it was up to 80,000 for like one week. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's sort of, you know, it was a little hill that worked yeah. its way up to those numbers. But if those numbers are full of, if they're all corona deaths, and you can decide whether that's true or not, if they're full of people that were going to die in one week, four weeks, eight weeks, 16 weeks, I don't know how long it's going to be, call it you know, 104 weeks, whatever the period of time is, presumably we'll have fewer deaths in the United States going forward because people who were, you can only die once. And Mm -hmm. these people died. And so they can't die again. They can't die when they're supposed to die. They had to die now. And other people are immune from it now because they caught it. And and, I mean, the news loves to trot out stories of young people um, getting this, especially kids and that sort of thing. But the fact of the matter is, 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 is it's a very high percentage of people who were quite elderly and oh yeah elderly and infirmed uh yeah 855 free that's 855-450-3733 well it wasn't just this local uh gym they by the way did reopen so the gym simply moved to a less public uh location where fewer karens were likely to be seeing them in operation there's more coming up here in moments this is free It's Free Talk Live. You may dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. Our number, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. As we are still in this sort of bizarro, medical, authoritarian, nightmare world that is becoming a little more tolerable because now you can, at the very least, go inside a restaurant and sit down and eat. In some places, I don't know how many states are allowing this, but uh, in New Hampshire, the so-called live free or die state, uh, that just started this week. So other places like Georgia have had that in place now for like, what, three or four weeks or something like that. So New Hampshire way behind the ball compared to some other states, but I don't know what's going on out in California. I haven't heard any updates from there. So if you want to update us on what's happening around you, what sort of things are allowed and what sort of things are still prohibited, 855-450-FREE is our number. That's 855-450-3733. I also want to make sure you know about Intercoin. Now, just as the internet is a global network that connects local networks, Intercoin is a global currency platform that enables communities around the world to issue and manage their own currency to circulate among their local population. Intercoin enables fintech innovation on the local community level, leading to stronger communities 
greater sustainability, less poverty, and more productivity. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in meat space. We think that's important here on Free Talk Live, so important that Free Talk Live accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Incorporated for advertising. If you think freedom is important too, check out intercoin.org. That's intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. Intercoin.org. Yeah, well, um, I, I would tell you this, that uh, the news is reporting that Florida, Texas, and Arizona have a record number of uh, COVID cases going forward. If um, A record lo- number total or just recently? For themselves. Okay. And, um, you know, so presumably if the heat isn't killing coronavirus, and that's what we're being told, um, then... You know, there's there's more cases of coronavirus in the United States now than there were when, you know, the news began to blow up about, um, you know, this is going to be a terrible pandemic. So, so are we going to start seeing more shutdowns like a re shutdown? I don't think so. I think that I think that the states are sick of that. And the states are the people. Well, because the, the, the state loves shutdowns. Oh, yeah. The state loves control. And this has given them an unprecedented level of of obedience from the population and control over their Just their look lives. at all those people with masks. To me, those are the obedient ones. Well, I think that it, to some extent the lockdowns occurred because a lot of people wanted them to occur and they didn't know what to do and there weren't a lot of answers. And there weren't a lot of answers. We have a lot more answers than we had. If the lockdowns are a good idea, then they should be done on smaller basis rather than just sort of, you know, the largest economy in the world just shuts down all at one time. That doesn't make as much sense. Um, well, that's what happened. Yeah, I know. And you think they're going to do it differently next time? I don't think. I think you don't the, think there is going to be a next I think time? the danger of what has occurred is, is that we have now told uh, politicians, unaccountable politicians, people that uh, whose name is synonymous with liars and thieves, people that the average American person has claimed to hate up to this point, mm-hmm. have run to these politicians to say, please solve this problem. And of course, the only solution they have is force. We have allowed them to shut down the economy for what appears to have not been a very pandemic-y pandemic, right? So well, they now, tried to make it sound like it was, well, and that's people the thing believed is, it. Well, I don't know who they, they believed. Is. Who's they? People. Lots okay. of them. They believed the politicians. Well, The very same people they think are liars and thieves, they didn't have that you know, questioning uh, status when they were telling them about their health. If they were listening, and the politicians were listening to, you know, epidemiologists and pandemicists or whatever the, mm-hmm. you know, these doctors are. Who, in many cases, work for the state. Well, many of them do, but um, th- let's not forget that it's it's their job to be careful, right? Whose job? The epidemiologist? Sure. Okay. A doctor is going to tell you the most careful thing to do mm-hmm. every single time. If you go to your doctor and ask them whether you should jump out of airplanes um, doing skydiving the chances are good they're going to say you know that doesn't sound like a good idea third safest sport in the world is that right (laughs) it it might be i have no idea but whatever the claim is is they're going to tell you okay so here's the story i've heard and you know like they're going to tell you things Mm -hmm. okay so the um and and like weathermen in florida by god don't ask them about hurricanes because you're just going to sit there listening and listening and listening over and over again these people are paid to be careful whereas we all have 80 years on this planet 
How many of them do we, how many months of those 80 years do we want to spend locked in our houses? Because somebody's told a politician, apparently, quite a few. It's going to be super scary. I know somebody, I'm not going to say who it is, but I found out uh, recently that somebody who I had known previously and to some extent had moved to Vermont uh, from New York City. And I had received an email from this person because I said, oh, hey, you know, we're neighbors now. You know, maybe we could get together and grab some dinner or something like that. And uh, this person wrote back to me basically saying, "Uh, thanks for the invite, but no, we're hunkering down here in Vermont. And this is, you know, this was yesterday when this email was sent, right? So they're still hunkering down after them having moved there six weeks at least from New York City. So they've been there plenty of time, hunkered down, but they still are. She says they're not going out to any restaurants. She doesn't want to have any social contact whatsoever. And it's just like, too, I can't even imagine living in that kind of fear. And we're talking about people in their 30s, mind you. I can see if somebody went through New York and, you know, New York and Corona was mm-hmm. bad if you listened to the right news outlets. Now, the chances are good you didn't meet too many people who got it or who were, um, you know, had a terrible case of it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Because right, it really wasn't that bad. It was like the flu. The the deadly the, the deadly cases occurred in the nursing homes that the governor yeah. forced to take Corona patients. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's where the people died in New York. Well, plus we but also saw died. the government was working up the numbers and totally, you know, falsifying a bunch of numbers. 80% well. false positives on the tests it was around They're for just, a while. You know, somebody know dies of, oh, they must have had corona. Let's get the extra money in here. Because well, they got paid based on corona uh, findings. That certainly could be the case. Yeah. Is, no, it's the case. Yeah. And then nobody weren't nobody was going to the hospital otherwise, so that's going to be the only way they're going to make any damn money. So Right, the hospitals <laughs> have been shut down by the government so right. that the hospitals can deal with all these corona cases. And then the you know there's wards and wards that are just empty. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I was talking with my roommate about this last night, and, and he seems to think, and you seem to be on this side, Mark, that next time people won't put up with this. And it doesn't. I don't think that's the case. I oh, think no. people are going to put up with anything they're told to do. That's the, that's the evidence. Thing. So I was telling you before, I was in a convenience store down in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And this, I'm in line, and the woman in front says to the lady on the register, Wow, hey, that's a, you have such a nice mask. And... The the lady behind the counter replied, "Well, thank you. So and so made it for me, or mother, mm-hmm. or somebody. I just, I just, I just turned a mush inside. Mm-hmm. I never in my life thought I'd be hearing this kind of conversations come from people. It's something that people can relate to. Uh, so I've I've heard these conversations as well when I've been you know waiting in lines. I and always tell like them a nice smile, even if they have the mask on. Oh, especially like, oh, if they oh have that's the mask such a on. cool mask. You'll hear people say, and it's the equivalent of them talking about the weather or them talking about you know the Patriots or whatever. It's something that they have in common, so they they can you know discuss this thing. We're all paranoid uh, together. The toll free number is eight fifty five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can share your thoughts on the so called reopening into this ridiculous new normal as people have been labeling it. It's Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com. 
Free Talk Live. You dial in if you want to join us on the radio. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. It's 855-450-3733. Coming up in uh, like a month from now, Crypto Vegas and Anarcho Vegas 2020 are going to be taking place in Vegas. And from what I understand, there's not a whole lot else you can do in Vegas right about now. Although I've heard some of the casinos are reopening under some... I'm sure ridiculous medical tyranny stuff. The hookers are wearing masks. I don't know. I don't think they're allowed to be a hooker in Vegas, but uh, I'm sure they do it anyway. People don't understand how communicable diseases work if that's if they're wearing masks. Anarchovegas.com and CryptoVegasConference.com are where you can go to get your tickets. They're twenty dollars and twenty cents a piece, and uh, so it's a two day event, one day for each, right? So you got Crypto Vegas, Anarcho Vegas. But 2020 is clearly about as cheap as you could make a ticket. That's un- and so unbelievable. 40 40 for the two yeah. for two events is still that's, a that's bargain. That's super cheap for a, a, an actual physical convention. It's so cheap that the coupon code FTL is really only good for the VIP, the VIP. tickets. Yeah. I mean, really, do you want them to discount a $20.20 ticket? AnarchoVegas.com, Crypto Vegas. Conference.com. It's July 18th and 19th. Free Talk Live expected to be present uh, for this event. I'm going to do my best to get there. When you say expected to be present. <laughs> you and Aria are definitely willing to put on masks to get on an airplane. I, however, I am, am definitely not. willing to put on a mask to get, to get on an airplane. So I don't know whether I can't guarantee the airplane gets there. True, um, that's you know, true. So we're expecting yeah. to be in in attendance there and broadcasting from the event. You Check are simply out. unwilling to put a mask on. Well, that's right. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Uh, so, and I'd also like to audience to just stop and think for a minute what it's like to deal with somebody who simply won't put on a mask to travel on an airplane. Yeah, I'm not going to put a mask on to do anything. Amen. Not, not interested in. Amen disconnecting uh, my humanity from the rest of humanity. You're not going to French kiss the and, other passengers? Who cares? Uh, well, maybe he's lucky. You know, we can hope. not about that, Mark. It's about being able to see expressions on other people's faces and being able to connect with I've people. I've called the mask-wearing dehumanizing for it a long totally time. It totally is. exactly what it's about. And I think that's, that's one of the exactly most insidious about. parts about this is not only are they dehumanizing you by by having people wear masks because by the way you you live in Massachusetts right now you're here on a, and a brief vacation I still vacation. won't wear a mask and but it's supposedly mandatory down there is it oh, not I get yeah yeah but I, I walk into Home Depot all the time I walk into that's hardware stores but I won't go into them if they're gonna if Have they're they gonna give me too much people? of a hard time no. The government gang hasn't been... No, but I kind of go in there, and you can kind of see the attitude on my face. Like, if you say something... Don't talk to yeah, me. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck. So, yeah. So, not only do you have the, the dehumanizing aspect of you can't see someone's actual facial expressions, uh, you also have the dehumanizing aspect of, oh, my God, keep away from me. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're, my they're, God. They're, they're, I was at the liquor store a couple weeks back, and they went the opposite way. I mean, in, in the... In the, in the, line, the I mean, aisle? Oh, in the aisle. She This lady went... I mean, I was just amazed. She had this paranoia she had. I'm like, usually so wait, do she that turned around like you. Were, you mean like you were going up the aisle and she was coming your direction and Call, turned around yep. to avoid you? Okay, yeah. Well, the, the aisles are pretty wide. They're about nine. They're about nine feet wide. And then, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, she just went. She just took a beeline right to the opposite side. I'm on there. Oh, looking. I see. She she was walking towards you. Yeah. She was coming towards you, but pushed herself up as far. Oh, yeah, against way the, against the, the other, other side. Of the aisle. Aisle. I see. I mean, it's. Just you know, couldn't couldn't get near someone else, yeah, another human being. Insane. Yeah. Well, I, okay. So, um, if you're reading the literature that they're putting out on this stuff, now they're saying that this virus is basically only airborne, and 
it is spread inside a building. Whereas before they said that it could like sit on a surface for weeks. Right. They're telling you to wash your hands mm-hmm. and that's right. They're all kinds yeah. of things. Right. Wash your hands. And it, washing your hands is a good idea because sure, yeah, there's lots right. of things out there that can kill you right. and it won't Sanitation's be this necessarily. Important. But, you know, today Hygiene. on NPR, I hear some epidemiologist from Minnesota saying, yeah, well, you know, hand washing is probably not as big of a deal. And it's really just about sort of how many people are in a building and the viral load that's going on at that given time. This so, is a load. I'll tell you that. Outdoors, <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing people walk their move, take their dog and walk around me, like to the other side of the street to get away from me, and things like that. I mean, it's is out- this out where you live? Doors or here in Keene? Out where I live, there's a bunch of really old people mm-hmm. who are worried about everything. But that's what's happening. It's happening where you live. Yeah, I've seen okay. it. Yes, it's it's happening to me. Yeah, and I'm alive when it's there. Right. So it's happening in a variety of different places right. that I have been. Yeah, I. That's the whole thing. This this the this other human being. Who previously was no no threat to you whatsoever, uh, unless they were intending to beat you or rob you. Now everyone's a threat simply because they're within some sort of distance of you, and now everything has changed because of that. Uh, so despite all of the undoings of these things that they were saying, Mark, that they've went gone back on saying thing number A, B, or C or whatever about this sure. COVID thing. They've undone a lot of it. Well, most people aren't reading those things. Right. Right. They're just going based on what they're told to do. And every corporation is playing it extra safe. Sure. Uh, so they've got, you know, all the warnings up on the doors and you'll see people in parking lots putting on masks just so they can go into the store. Cause they, I did it today. Because that's what so you're I part of the problem. Went that's and right. got my haircut, and in order to get my haircut, I needed to wear a mask. Yeah, that's sad. So sad. Uh, but some people yeah. are doing it just to go into Walmart. I have no problem with this, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you like to... the masks. You're antisocial. No, no, I like uh, the masks because I don't want the uh, facial recognition software to uh, You're also kind of antisocial. You kind of stay at home. Uh, I'm, fine, I'm fine with uh, mask wearing, yeah. um, and there's, I think, some good things. I mean, by God, if this whole thing can kill off government school... Oh Wouldn't yeah, that be worth that's it? not going to happen. Well, They're going to get if they don't go send the kids back to school. Schools in New York are looking at uh, half weeks, basically. They'll still get full pay. I don't. They're not going to cut the uh, the costs. If if you can if you can cut attendance at some point or another, you're cutting pay. Okay. They're not gonna. The teachers are still going to demand the teachers unions. Ian, are it's gonna not say- going to happen overnight. Like you yeah. obviously, if you let well, the teachers unions aren't going to let it happen at all. Uh, it, no it, it, not with that attitude. They're not. You're right. These people are entrenched, especially in New York City, dude. These are the kinds of people. That, this is where uh, John Stossel did a special about the teacher. I think it was Stossel that did this about the teachers in New York who'd been assigned to the bad teachers room or whatever, and like you know they were doing bad things as a teacher. They weren't doing their job properly, but they couldn't be fired, so they actually had to be sent to essentially the equivalent of detention for teachers, where they could sit uh, essentially and do nothing whatsoever and actually collect a paycheck because that's how sweet their union contract was. Okay, so. Are you familiar with the martial art Aikido? It uses no. your I mean, I've heard of it. It, it uses its oppo- your opponent's weight against them. Now, it's mm-hmm. largely garbage, but jiu-jitsu does incorporate, which is not garbage, use, does mm. incorporate um, a theory called, like, the customer is always right. So if somebody's pushing one way, you don't push against them, Ian. Right. You just let them go the direction they're going to yeah. go. Right now, right. every school in America shut down for three yeah. months. 
Right now, and then they went to so-called distance learning. So the teachers were still doing yeah, their but teaching. Not, well, hold on, they weren't. Many of those schools didn't have any criteria for a student to graduate or get mm-hmm. any get their. It's just like you know, take care of them while they're at home. You know, listen to them. You know, these kind of things. I mean, the assignments aren't even necessarily being made and forced to be done. So really, there's no yes. assignments. Well, there are assignments. Sounds like nothing's changed. Then. But it's um, it, there's no assignments. But it doesn't matter if you didn't do them in a lot of school districts. Now, I can't speak to huh. every school district in America, but I'm telling you, Sounds in like Sarasota County, that's what happened. Okay. So if you didn't do the assignment, you'd still pass the grade, is what you're saying? Right. They were just everybody's just moving forward. Great. That's kind of like it's been anyway. Well, there's some some kids sometimes fail, um, mm. and. You know, like, well, that's not going to that's not going to result in lower budgets. I'm sorry, I don't believe for a moment the I'm government's going to cut gonna, their size. I'm not claiming it's going to happen in. I know you're saying it's going to somehow take time, but well, I'm not sure there's any evidence keep on, for that. If people keep on saying, "I'm sorry, I'm terrified of sending my kid back to school mm-hmm. because they pass lots of uh, you know well, things we around there," you know, we're going to have to buy the software so we can educate your children. Well, you're there. You go. You're you got to buy software. Job. You got to buy consultants. You got to buy all kinds of new costs. Now. Raise the prices. Costs. Raise your taxes. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, we're going to go back to school now, Mark. We're going to have schools again but we're going to do it with social distancing so desks now need to be six feet apart from one how another. is the teacher going to even talk to the back we of the need room? to have two times the size of a school so now they can build another school next to the other to the first school so they can move you know so essentially classrooms will be half density and so school schools will be twice as large they can hire twice as many teachers this is going to be a so boom. they can continue to deliberately dumb down america the toll-free number is 450 free you will certainly not win in New York against the teachers' unions. I'm not trying. Get out. Get out of New York. 855 450 free. If all the libertarian or libertarians move to one place, we might have a chance. More- it's Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want here. The toll free number is 855 450 free, like freedom. That's 855 450 3733. Free Talk Live brought to you by Divi. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat currencies like the dollar right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches because of their relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org, D-I-V-I Project.org. So we've been talking about the so-called reopening, which has been this tiered, phased-in plan that has been somewhat different in all the 50 states. Not all of the states went as far as some of them did in cracking down, so they don't have as far to go in undoing these things. But it doesn't look like... Almost all of them are saying to businesses, okay, you can open now, and you can open this much, and these sorts of things. Yeah, well, that's the problem, is they're allowing some businesses to reopen, but with restrictions in a lot of cases. Oh, yeah, you can reopen restaurants... But you can only have tables set six feet apart from one another. So basically, call that 50% or thereabouts of their capacity that they previously had. What information is making them say to themselves, first of all, we can... Well, we we know there are people get tyrannical whenever they get into government position. It's just kind of automatic. But what can they possibly be judging this on? What can they be using... 
to say, all right, we have the right to control your business. We have the right to con- we have the power to control your business. You know, I guess it's threats, and you know they're going to come and send men with guns. Take That's their what's money. happened. It's happened here in in Keene, little old Keene, New Hampshire, where men. And how with can guns- people not say that that's not martial law? Because it's here, it's in America. Well, well it's not martial law if it's not the military, apparently, right? Well, I don't know about martial <laughs> well, the, law or not. I believe but, if you're talking to someone who believes that the, the police are now the standing army that the founders they sure warned look us like about, it and so act like it. they're armed. We've up. been uh, we've been given this shovel full of of uh, compost that we call democracy for a long time. Compost is being really nice. Yeah, if, yeah. If um, it's done, well, it's alliterative. Uh, uh, the word I wanted to use was alliterative, but so it's a shovel full of. Compost. Ah, okay. The, um, so you know you're forced to open up wide and accept the shovel full of compost over time, um, and we've been told, "Oh, democracy! This is how we make decisions." And I think that basically, at a moment in time during this COVID thing, enough people, like a, a super majority of people, are like, "Yeah, yeah, we should take a couple of weeks and reassess." But what that did was created momentum in a direction, and. Mm-hmm. That direction resulted in what we have where just sort of people are accepting the things that are being told to them over time. I think that we need I think we need to very clearly state to our politicians that y'all need to figure out what you're going to do in the next pandemic because we're not doing this again. I hope that you're right. I really hope that that you're right about that, because you can look at, for instance, Aria saw the, the bar the other night packed full of people. Uh, you can look at the way people are responding to this in a lot of places. They want to be out with other people. They want to have life being normal again. But how many of those people are there? What is the actual percentage of people who are still hiding out in their homes, still you know, ordering food to deliver to their homes, like going to the max on safety? What percentage of people is willing to leave their home but with a mask on and is keeping away from uh, other people versus the people who are just like, you know what, I want to live life normally? What percentage of people is like that? It's it's hard to get a feel for. There's it. no way to tell. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, like there's just, can, just no way to tell. You can sit there on Main Street and look at the people walking around, but that doesn't tell you who's still at home. So and you really don't know. The funny thing is, is there appears to be no nuance in people's minds. It's either this thing's a big hoax, or um, you know that that you've got to stay home and and never do anything. Don't come too close. I won't go out on a limb and say that the the virus is a hoax. I think it's a pretty weak ass hoax. I mean, a weak ass virus, mm-hmm. and I. But I, I can't help but look at all this stuff and think, what the hell just happened? This is this. It looks like what I would picture a psyop to be, and it's incredibly successful. Which is why. Well, that's there's a good argument that it was in fact a Chinese psyop. So you know, I mean, isn't there oh, another yeah, crackdown so. happening in China right now? Didn't I see headlines yeah. about that? Yeah, it's going again. Yeah. So. Is that going to happen again here? If it's happening again in China, is it going to happen again here? I wish I could be optimistic, and I I generally am, right? Like, I'm not completely depressed about this. I still think there's a chance for people who care about freedom to take this seriously and say, hey, hello, McFly. You need to do something now, okay? You just got locked down. They're going to call for more government. That's it. You well, say that's what that, they're going to call for more government. That's yeah. what they do. Well, the funny thing about this is, is that the CDC effed up early on. The well, who, of course they did. They're the government. The, the who or the WHO, however you want to call Basically it. Basically the government as well. And they're well, a bunch of self-important look, jerks. Yeah. There's no particular reason why the government would mess up. I mean, the marketplace It's didn't, the state. They screw everything up. No, not true. They screw really? up. Really? What do they They have no responsibility up? for their behavior. 
Okay. Which means what that do they, they not are... screw up though? Seriously. Uh, like everything they do is always the over cost. Can... It's over budget. It's really bloated. It's really inefficient. Like, what are they not screwing up? I would not claim that anything that the state does right would still not be over budget, right? Would still not cost more. Um, NASA put astronauts on the moon. It mm-hmm. just cost 10 times no, what it cost. Some say. <laughs> no, they didn't. Fine. If, if that's where we're going with this, then there's no point in me having a, a finishing the conversation. What were you going to say? That's it. Like, they put astronauts on the moon. It just cost No, it was going to be about something about the CDC. The or whatever. C- uh, at this point, WHO. I don't know. Um, the CDC messed up early on, and yeah. the WHO um, appeared to be in China's back pocket. Did they pocket. mess up, or did they do it on purpose? Yeah, that's... Uh, Who? The, the CDC. CDC. The CDC likely messed up, yeah. You think they messed up as opposed to Trump doing it on purpose? cut out Obama's pandemic squad that he had put up um, in, in his administration, right? So they had actually... So Trump gets rid of... Uh, mm. Bulwark one, CDC, which this is a completely fair thing to think, right? Is is that what do we need a pandemic squad for when the CDC is our pandemic squad? Why are we paying the CDC's salary when you're paying these people's salary too? It's a fair thing to think, but CDC effed up on this one and they predicted things wrong because China was lying and the WHO kept co-signing their. You're going to blame it on China? Yes. <laughs> China's a government, you moron. Do you I know what China them? is. You're saying the CDC followed the role, the the lead of China. They're a government too. Okay, so and you're saying that was a mess up. That wasn't on purpose. They're the yes, people's government. They were though. wrong. Mm-hmm. Do you think the CDC wanted to kill a bunch of Americans? Mm. I don't think they care. Yeah, I don't. Think well, I don't think they're responsible, but I do think they care. Mm. How do you know? I, What's the evidence that government bureaucrats evidence, care about other people? What evidence is there to the contrary? They have children. That's yeah. the evidence. Well, their children they have children. They're, they're not. They don't. They don't have to care about your children. It's their children. Their children will die if they go to school. All with the my cops kids. that are crushing ki- uh, people's, you know, uh, larynxes have kids too. Different hey, economic background. Knees aren't a communicable disease. Uh-huh. I don't know why you're giving these government bureaucrats all this credit here. Tonight. I don't know you're what credit like you're talking care about. About other people. I'm just not a blithering idiot. That's all. Okay. You just believe the government in some instances. What are you talking about? Believe them. I said they were wrong and they screwed up. You're the uh, one who's making the accusation that the – But you believe, what it sounds you believe like, in shut the up idea for a second. that they're going to try to no, help no, you. No, 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 no. I'm going to finish my statement. My statement is is that you are acting like the Center for Disease Control of the United States actually wanted to kill thousands, I don't tens know what of they thousands want. of Americans. No, you are acting no, like I that's exactly what you want. You asked me for proof that they weren't doing it. I don't think I asked you for proof. Yes, you did. You asked for evidence. What is the evidence that such, such, such? And I said, they have children. That is a quote from what just occurred. Well, no, that's, now, that's the person that is reasonable for. in this conversation is not wearing a yellow shirt. The one who is reasonable <laughs> is anyone who doesn't believe the government. And if you believe that the I government's say, out there to protect you, if you believe that the government's out there to keep you safe, or that you believe the government's out there and they care about you and the rest of the little people, I'm just going to say you haven't been paying attention over the last however many years. Or you're living in dreamland. Yeah, I'm with you. Ridiculous. I said they screwed up. Right. So and by saying they I... screw up suggests that they were trying to do the right thing and they're trying to help people. And I don't know if there's any evidence for that. I... You're, you cited the evidence is they have kids. But that's just... Yeah, know, I don't that think any of these government sorry, agencies can, can even do anything remotely like caring for they want more power and they want more control and they want bigger budgets and yes they have kits a bunch of them have kits and they've been acting the same way more power for 
generations. Yeah, well, um, they may very well want bigger budgets and all these things. And they're yeah. very likely to get them oh, with yeah. either yeah. failure or success. That's correct. Like yeah. Failure or success, and they're going to continue to get and bigger budgets. Because government agencies fail and succeed all of the yeah. time. And if they come out with recommendations that result in more control over people, they have succeeded in what governments do, which is increasing their authoritarianism, increasing their control over our lives. And you should expect that from them, and you should expect them to screw up. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. If it wasn't something they wanted to do in the first place. 855-450-3733. And there are some theories that this whole thing was, like you said, a PSYOP that was engineered the, and all that. By the but Chinese. More coming up in moments. This is Free Talk Live. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with any pay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you get the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You bring up anything you want here as we launch into the second hour of the program where you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Lumpy. And Mark. We're going to continue with more of your calls and thoughts. We've been discussing the so-called reopening, uh, the difficulties that businesses have been facing, whether or not... This is going to happen again. Some people are saying, oh, there's going to be a second wave or it's going to come around again next year and then they're going to shut down again. And, and I don't see why it wouldn't. If um, I mean, I don't see why how, there wouldn't be a second wave or a resurgence. I, I don't later. see how that could not happen. Mm-hmm. Either Corona is sort of fake or it's coming back around. But you don't believe that people are going to put up with what they put up with this time. I, I don't think so. I think that people have probably come to the conclusion, just as my guess, is, is that people who are ill should quarantine themselves mm-hmm. or being quarantined. I mean, I, I don't think people are going to feel terrible about anybody who's uh, sick with corona being told, hey, you've got to stay in this little place for two weeks or whatever the situation might be. However, um, uh, you know, like this whole idea of quarantining the whole population of healthy people doesn't make any sense. But it did. It. They not did it, and it, they got away with it. And they kind of got away with it. It also shoved us into the first recession in a long time. And maybe that's an argument that people will not put up with it next time. But but all the evidence is is people will do almost anything that they're told by a man in a lab coat and a government goon with, what uh, with a badge. What people were told, what the information that the scared people didn't have in mm-hmm. March, mid March of earlier this year, is is hey, you realize this is going to shove us into the worst recession that we've ever seen. In this country, mm-hmm. um, or possibly at least in our lifetime, in our lifetimes, right? right? Um, that it's going to make the the Great Recession of the tw- two thousand and six not so great anymore, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, two thousand eight. I hope you're right. I really do. I mean, like I said, I'm generally an optimist. I still believe there's a chance for freedom in the future if libertarian types get together in the same Where? geographic area. Oh, um, then we could have a chance. But that's for the been most going part, on for 12, 14 years here. It in needs New to keep going on, and people need to keep moving. But uh, for, for the most part, people will do what they're told, and they will do what they're told to their economic detriment, almost to the point where 
they lose their business and to the point where they'll lose their business. We saw plenty of businesses go out of business um, because we of don't this. know if the businesses would have gone out of business. Like so we the, don't know. We don't get one, to compare realities. The, right. The one thing we don't get to do is put uh, you know side by side. Yeah. I mean, how many people would have stayed in anyway? Because I'll tell you this: there was one business here in in Keene that had been open for two and a half decades that went under. Now, some would say, well, maybe they just wanted to retire and their well, lease was the up. The newspaper and, is asking for donations. Yeah. I've never seen that. Uh, yeah, every article you go on on the newspaper has a donate link at the top. I don't they know ha- what they're donating to the Associated Press. I mean, they don't have hardly no. any. They have no. <laughs> You know, like what's left in the building? I mean, you mean? come on, yeah. There's They've nothing. Got reporters. No, the, they the, actually. There surprisingly were a lot of reporters in there. Uh, just uh, the last time I was there, like they're 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 amazingly doing pretty well for a newspaper. Like they haven't had to to stop their printing they're yet. They're not a very good paper. They're like every other paper. They just take yeah, but stuff they've off been around the for a long time. They probably own well, that building there. The you know? advantage yeah, that the, the the if we're talking about Keene, New Hampshire, the advantage of the Keene Sentinel is is that there's real there's not a television station that's mm-hmm. in town. Uh, basically, if you want to advertise to people in Keene, New Hampshire, it gets a little difficult. They, they have the Shopper News thing that comes around all over the place here, and that's sure. even more that's more re- well read than the newspaper here. I want to go to Dan. He's on the line with us in New Jersey, listening on our Discord server. Apparently, Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, Ian. Hey, Mark. How are you guys doing? Hey, Dan. We've, we've also got Lumpy on the show with us tonight. Go ahead. Hey, Lumpy. How you doing? Howdy, Dan. What's on your mind, um, Dan? So the CDC is a private organization and is not a, um, and basically they're making a lot of money on this. So they've invested heavily in the vaccines. So now everyone's claiming. How is it a private organization? They've got a .gov website address. It's about as federal as the Federal Reserve is. Um, And basically, so I was listening to the Ron Paul show and he he says that um, the CDC is not in government organization whatsoever. Interesting. Or, uh, what are those quasi? Yeah. So I've they're, never they're heard set that. to make a ton of money from this. So you're saying their incentives and, are screwed up. Yeah. They're, they're, they're set to make a ton of money from this. They're heavily invested in the vaccine industries, Merck and other different companies. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, so There's coming from the Wikipedia article here, not to say Ron Paul's wrong, I mean, he probably knows better than I do, but the Wikipedia article says the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is the leading national public health institute of the United States and is a United States federal agency under the Department of Health and Human Services and mm-hmm. is headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia. That part I knew. Well, I'm just saying this is, uh, I'm, I'm giving you my story since the mm-hmm. Ron Paul Institute and his show, he's attacking the CDC every day. What he's probably uh, saying is that the w- people who are in the positions that are in these, these companies this, in the CDC are probably all in, hooked up with Big Pharma. They probably work for Big Pharma or have worked for Big Pharma. Well, they are in, in, you know, in deep there. They pr- are looking at the market's share that they're looking at. They're trying to control the market. Is that what you're saying? It, that exa- that's exactly what he's saying, and he's also saying that if you look at diseases like tuberculosis, I think there's 80,000 um, people that are affected by that every year, but this year almost nobody's affected by it. There's other diseases like that, so what they're doing is they're saying those people are coronavirus. Right. Other diseases, too, they're all coronavirus, so they're trying to scare everybody yeah. to get to the vaccine. And I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole where the vaccines are going, but there's a lot of money to be made. Well, the vaccine thing sounds like a whole bunch of BS to me anyway. And here's. uh, Oh, yeah, it's going to be. Now, look, 
I'm a talk show host and not an epidemiologist, but I know that there are, I know of three coronaviruses. Okay. One of them is called, is part of the, the, you know, the names that we, uh, this whole thing that we call the common cold. The other one is SARS. And the third one is COVID-19. Now, so we have some experience with SARS and we have some experience with the common cold. Where is the common cold vaccine? Where is the SARS vaccine? If you say that they can't make them or they don't have them or whatever, I would ask you why. And my answer would be because they can't make a vaccine for COVID-19. It may very well be, ladies and gentlemen, that COVID-19 is the new normal and that this is just how life looks. None of you were scared of the, the flu, which kills people. None of you were scared of all the other viruses that go around out there. And maybe this is just the way it is. Uh, just want to add this in here because I was looking up what Dan had said about what Ron Paul was saying, and I don't have what Ron Paul's actual quotes were. But from the CDC's own website at cdc.gov on the partners slash partnering .html page, they do mention that there is an organization called the CDC Foundation. So there's the CDC, which is the Centers for Disease Control. That's a government agency uh, purportedly. And then the CDC Foundation, it actually says here that it was chartered by Congress, but it is not a government agency, nor is it a division of the CDC. It is a private nonprofit organization classified as a 501c3 public charity. And then the CDC Foundation, they say, helps the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention do more faster by forging effective partnerships between the CDC and others to fight threats to health and safety. So it sounds like there's two CDC organizations. One is the government bureaucracy. The other is this 501c3 charitable uh, foundation that technically is separate, even though it was created by Congress. So it's uh, it's a bunch of weasel words to essentially say that... Similar to the... It uh, uh, makes me to think the of the uh, Council on Foreign Relations, you know, all these people who are in in positions of influence in the... And they all know each other government. and yeah, so on so and so forth. So this, same, is, this CDC thing. Foundation probably can do certain things legally that a government agency cannot do. And so that's why they that's why they created it. So the answer is CDC may be both private and uh, public, depending on which side of the organization you're looking at. But Don, uh, Dan, any other thoughts you want to share? Well, the only other thing Ron said too is uh, the WHO. Um, the Bill Gates gave them a ten billion dollar donation, mm-hmm. and uh, they're looking at doing the same thing with the massive vaccinations worldwide. He's set to make two hundred billion on his ten billion on that. Mm. And wow. he's also basically the owner of the CDC. He, he basically funds the whole thing privately through his foundation with the Clintons. Well, maybe they uh, fund the foundation, or are you saying they actually give money to the CDC directly, the government agency? Because I suspect they're getting a lot of tax uh, money as well, given they are a government agency. But thank you, Dan, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can join us on Free Talk. Free Talk Live. You bring up anything you want. Take control of the airwaves here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Like freedom, that's 855-450-3733. By the way, I want to say thanks, big thanks to Cam Cakes, who is a Free Talk Live that's a funny name. <laughs> platinum uh, amplifier. Cam Cakes contributing 25 bucks a month uh, to the Free Talk Live AMP program. Now, we only ask for five, so he's doing five times uh, what we request. So, wow, really appreciate it. Or she, I don't know. Uh, really appreciate that. 
And you can become an amplifier like Cam Cakes over at amp.freetalklive.com. It's amp.freetalklive.com. And that is where you can get behind what we do here and help us advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live so we can get on more radio stations and bring new internet listeners on board with the show to expose new people to the ideas of freedom. If that's something that you value, then we would love to have you as an amplifier. And you'll get some cool perks like Cam Cakes uh, has done. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can use uh, credit cards. You can use PayPal. You can even use Bitcoin BTC. Let's go to the phones to the phone. Phoenix is on the line on our Discord server. Phoenix, do we have you? Yes, you do. Hey, what's on, gentlemen. what's on your mind tonight? Hey. Um, so I wanted to tell you guys about my experiences over the last couple of weeks. Um, taking, I took a job um, carrying freight. Um, I left Chicago to went all the way down to Florida, Florida out to, to El Paso, Texas, hmm. Texas up to Albuquerque, New Mexico, back over to Georgia, and now I'm headed back up to Chicago. Okay. I stopped about every 300 miles to fuel, and just about every employee at the uh, at the pilots that I'm stopping at, um, they've all got their masks on. But mm-hmm. pretty much, I'd say, like, of the individuals that are shopping, maybe like 20, 15% of, of people are wearing masks anymore. Uh, hmm. Most of the employees, uh, you know, I'll, like, I'll, I'll, if, I, if I feel like, you know, it's kind of required, I'll pull out my mask and be like, do I really have to put this stupid thing on? They're like, no, don't even worry about it. So, like, I think the the overall temperature of people that I'm noticing, and that's pretty much everywhere that I've been, um, is that it's they're they're pretty much over it. Um, so, whether or not mm-hmm. this second wave kicks in again, um, I, I don't expect very many people to to buy into it. I think on some, some level, there, hard evidence. on an individual level, they're probably done with the con- inconvenience of having to, you know, in this new formality that they have right. to do. Right. On with. an individual level, I think a lot of people didn't buy into it. That's why we saw massive protests uh, at the Michigan State House. At uh, even there was California protests. Believe it or not, uh, there was uh, New Hampshire. A bunch of state houses had hundreds and hundreds of people show up without masks on, protesting. And in the case of New Hampshire, the police didn't even drive by. So there was almost zero enforcement of the governor's orders against the individual. But that's not what they were targeting. They were targeting the, you know, the. Um, the fulcrum, if you will, they're, they're targeting this the focus point where, uh, which was the business owners, because the business owners, yeah, they're the easy ones. They've begged for a license in order to go into business. Yeah, they've got, they've got something to lose. And so the you government, know, most- can, government gang can go to them and say, if you don't do what we say, we're going to take away your license, and we're going to take away your so-called privilege to do business in the first place. This so is why many I don't be- ever want to get a license for anything. Right, many business Nothing. owners may not have believed the hype. Many business owners may have been aware, as the gym owner that I talked about earlier, who quietly kept his gym open but papered over the windows because he knew his customers wanted to come in. Um, But somebody snitched him out, and the police targeted him. The police targeted him. They targeted a local bar owner who was – people were out on the bar owner's porch. The people were too close to one another, so some busybodies called the government on those – on the bar owner, and the bar owner – removed tables from the front porch he shut down the front porch temporarily as well and was not happy about doing it because he doesn't want to mandate that his customers do things that the customers don't want to do so he might might as well just close his doors entirely was it a cop that that ratted him out and they said oh i can't get my out the back of the gym roids no it was a uh, well we don't know about the gym but uh, it was a competitor who ratted out the the bar owners in that particular case so uh so you know even if people don't want this the owners of the businesses will still do what they're told to do. 
They're not going to behave like Carl Mankey, the barber from northern Michigan, the 77-year-old guy who literally has nothing left to lose. He's His kids are grown the up. The people He's, that feed you, house you, and clothe you should be the one to decide that. Decide what? Well, whether they're going to want to do business with you or not. Whether they're going to want to come in. Well, the individuals. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they should be able to decide that for sure. Yeah. Uh, but that's not, what's we, that's not what we have. We uh, don't have a situation. They don't feed you, house you, and clothe you. They just take from you. The government. government, yeah, yeah. Uh, Phoenix, you know, other comments. Yeah, I think I think ultimately you might be right. Um, as far as like when it comes to the the business owners standing up and saying no, we're not going to comply. I I don't like I'd say maybe five ten percent. Yeah, chance I, of like of a massive movement happening. There's, um, but I, like that's that's really what it's going to take for for this. The only reason why stand. business owners would would stand up ultimately wasn't based out of some sort of principle. It was, for the most part, based on, well, I'm going to go out of business, so I might as well. That was what some of them came to. They, and that's you know a reasonable conclusion to come to. Like, Henry well, Ford I, says the fear of loss is a greater motivator than the opportunity yeah, to gain. Uh, well, you know, I could, I could do the right thing from the beginning, but no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to close down. Okay, now it's starting to hurt. Okay, it's hurting a lot more now. All right, now I can't pay my rent. All right, it's bad. All right, well, I'm going to go out of business if I keep this going, so I might as well go ahead and risk it and open the doors and fight whatever comes because otherwise I'm going to go out of business anyway, so I really have nothing left to lose. This old guy in Michigan, he was heroic, Mm -hmm. but he's 77. He doesn't have any kids left at home. You know, his kids are grown up. They, they've got kids of their own now. They've moved out. He doesn't have mouths to feed. He doesn't have to worry about anything else. He's going to he die soon. to worry soon. about him being a provider. Is, is just that, you know, probably for 77 years, I mean, he's been doing something like this. I'm sure, you know, how long has he been cutting hair? I don't know, probably it's a long his time. His lifetime, yeah. yeah. So he's, now all of a sudden you get someone just going to come, come in and tell you you can't provide for yourself or your right your, or, or live however you want to live. But if only Do if he's only happy? providing for himself... If he's only doing something, this business, because he wants something to do while he would otherwise be retired, then he has nothing to lose. It doesn't matter to him if the police come in and swoop in and shut down his shop because there's no one who's really counting on him besides his customers. So he's in a unique position compared to many business owners who are still in their, you know, their 40s or 50s or whatever. They've still got kids at home. They've still, you know, they're paying the bills. They're taking care of responsibilities in a, in a different way. So those people aren't going to, they're not going to do what it takes until their back is completely up against the wall and they are about ready to lose absolutely everything. It's only at that time that a business owner will actually be like, all right, well, I'm going to go ahead and reopen my doors anyway. They're not going to take that risk. I wish we had courageous business owners in that way, but they're n- that's not I'm not saying they're not courageous. They are. They put their money on the line. They took serious risks running their business. Right. But they they don't want to go up against the state. That's not the risk that they were looking for. Yeah, they didn't get into it for that. Right. They didn't do that. And so I don't think that's going to change next time. I I think they're also afraid of being judged by everybody else, by as, as, you know, whatever. Their social pressures. Yeah. 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 That horizontal discipline works. So. Yeah, I gotta get going. Thanks guys. for the Thank call, man. I appreciate Thank it, Phoenix. Night, appreciate hearing from you. Yeah, the, uh, he called it horizontal discipline, and I've not heard that before. But that's an interesting uh, way to put it. Instead of vertical, which would be the government goons on top pushing you down, these would be the people who are you know, your customers. It's the, old, it's the old story about the uh, the monkeys and the ladder and the mm-hmm. bananas. Uh, if you're familiar, the bananas are hung from the ceiling of the monkey cage. Right. The ladder's put up, and um, every time a monkey attempts to go up the ladder, <laughs> they squirt the, all the yeah. monkeys with this some water hose thing, yeah. and then um, you know pretty soon when a monkey starts going up, the other monkeys will beat up the eee! monkey and stop him from <laughs> doing do it. it. Sound then, like humans. Then oh. at some point they stop using the fire. <laughs> hose 
and nobody. But and the, the enforcement and continues. They switch out the monkeys yeah. and they one at a time, and they still continue to enforce it because no one knows why. That's right. That's right. Uh, the toll free number here is eight fifty five four fifty free eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can make your predictions. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. Yeah, it's Free Talk Live. Toll free number. We're inviting you to join us here. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. The number is 855 450 free, like freedom. That's 855 450 3733. I want to make sure you know about Bitcoin.com. They've got some great features over there, including just something to get you started into the world of cryptocurrency, an introduction into the world of Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash over at Bitcoin.com. That's one of the things you can get. They've also got a great news site for people that want to get the latest headlines on the world of crypto. Go to news.bitcoin.com. You can find that there. Or maybe you want to buy or sell Bitcoin Cash with dozens of payment methods. You can do that at local.bitcoin.com. That's local.bitcoin.com. Plus, they'll even sell you uh, Bitcoin Cash and I think Bitcoin for debit card payments or credit card they've got some options over there for you at bitcoin.com as we continue we've been speculating on are americans gonna put up with this again are they gonna put up with the same crackdown the same lockdowns or worse lockdowns or will they finally say no more of this and say we're going to just open up our businesses anyway we're going to make the decisions we're not going to be told what to do anymore i don't think there's any evidence whatsoever that they're going to behave in that way the evidence is that they're going to do everything that they're told to do as long as they i mean maybe they'll try to skirt some of the rules if they think they can get away with it but i didn't see a whole lot of rules skirting around here did you no nope I tend to think government education is kind of at fault for this because now you have a bunch of people who are compliant. Government education teaches it's the one-size-fits-all. Get a job, go work for somebody else, uh, just squander all your own abilities and your own beneficial, your own rewarding, uh, valuable characteristics, what have you, talents. Yeah, you could have done much more if you hadn't worked for somebody else your whole life, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm not the wealthiest guy in the world by far, but I'm wealthy because I love everything I do. I do it because I love to do it. You get to make the choice. I get to make the choice, right. You don't have to answer to anybody else except your customers. Right. Well, I mean, like most, uh, what's the, I'm not going to, a lot of businesses go out of business and that is not particularly good for your wallet. Um, Yeah. As the business owner or the employee? As the business owner. Okay. Um, So. I'm not going to say that I think that working for yourself is necessarily right for everyone. It's you've got to have I a don't certain what I said. risk tolerance. Um, yeah, I think what true. you said, but was what something... he was saying is that the government takes that out of people. Right, it the does. It, takes, schools... it makes people get jobs, and it well, makes yeah. them think in this hierarchical system that says that you listen to a boss. And this is it, essentially it's it's almost like a slave mentality. The government schools discourage risk taking. Yeah. The government schools want you 
to ha- to have a job. They want you to be dependent on corporate America. They want you to be a worker drone. That's what the whole Prussian school system, which is the model under which the government schools run, that's what it was designed to do. And it has done that very well. It has turned out generations of worker drones. Well, um, we don't know, again, whether, I mean, they say Montessori education is more likely to turn out an entrepreneur than other forms of education, and Montessori is more like unschooling than anything else. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there might be some evidence in your favor on this particular claim. Yeah. I don't know. Check out I John mean, Taylor Cotto. He's done a lot of research most on of the government's, Most of the people who have started their own business likely went to government school. Because most people went to government school. And all the people that have early childhood development degrees, where did they get those? uh, Presumably college, right? I mean, it's a government school. Mark, of course, within any given set of people who went to the government school, there are still going to be those who have the entrepreneurial spirit and haven't had it crushed completely out of them. But that is what the system is designed to do. It is designed to crush the entrepreneurial spirit. It is designed to tell kids, don't take a risk, don't take a chance, don't get out there and do your own thing. Just go get a job and work real hard and How pay your taxes. It's in, the, it's in the curriculum, basically. They, I, I can't explain to you okay. exactly how it is, but if you go look up John Taylor Gatto, uh, he was the New York Teacher of the Year or something like that in the past. Yeah, I think he passed away a few years ago. He was in his 80s when he finally died, but he's, he's done a lot of research on the so-called Prussian school system. It's all about obedience training, uh, essentially, from, you know, when you're in elementary school, it's like, oh, well, make sure you don't uh, speak when the lights get turned off. Oh, it's there's For like nap time. Well, in uh, when I was in school, they would like turn the lights off at the cafeteria if they wanted everyone to be quiet. Oh yeah, I remember that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think I've seen that sort of thing on the bus. They yeah. would do something similar. So um, they have these techniques that they use to inculcate obedience in the you're students. You're chewing gum in your class. Have you brought yeah. enough for everybody in the classroom? Yeah, and it's like you said, it's the hierarchical method that they use in the schools. So it trains uh, kids that this is normal. This is the way things are. This is the and I think world. if you have enough kids in a given classroom, you have to have systems for control, whatever those systems might be. Uh, I don't know that that's necessarily the best thing in the world for a kid's entrepreneurial spirit. I don't know what the best mm-hmm. thing in the world for a kid's entrepreneurial spirit is. is I just want to make sure Not that to have it squashed. If you're making a claim that there's something fo- to the claim. I'll give you more. Uh, so, teachers are not entrepreneurs, generally, right? They're no, no. Who, I mean, you know, frankly, uh, they participate in a socialized system. Oh, yeah. Right. I These mean, are people who, you know, there are some exceptions where they might have, like, a business owner come in and give a special class at a college or something. So there are but some exceptions. The old to this statement rule. is: is those that can't do teach. Right. Uh, and so, the, so while there may be some exceptions to this, the general rule is: especially if you're a government high school or middle school or elementary school teacher, the odds are you're not moonlighting as an entrepreneur. Odds are that's your job. That's what you do. You're falling into line. And so that mentality of this is life. This is how I live my life. This is what my kids should do. This is what my students should do. That is going to be communicated in some way, shape, or form to people. They only and, get a certain kind of personality to do the job of a school teacher. Yes. These are people who are very establishment, who will follow everything that they tell them to, who will follow the rules. Or I mean, look what happens to the very few that decide to buck the system. They're out. Right. They're gone right away. And they're trained to follow. You're exactly right. They're trained trained to uh, to do these things and so they have an influence over the kids that they're oh, yeah. teaching. Oh believe everything uh, they're told and then if they're believing everything they're told every, uh, the social proof's going to dictate that these kids are watching their teachers as the example. Right, and they tell them do what you're told, follow the rules. You got to do things the right way, right? And so the right way mm-hmm. and I'm putting air quotes around that is the obedient way, which means 
You want to start your own business? Well, you've got to go down and talk to the government. That's polite, Jimmy. You have to go and talk to the government health department. You have to go and talk to the permitting department. In a lot of cases, if you open up your own business, there's probably half of these things that uh, people go through and get these licenses that they didn't have to do in the first place. They might not have had to. I mean, Free Talk Live's never had an occupation or never had a a business license or anything like that. In Keene, New Hampshire, you don't need one to run a business from your home. So it's a, it's a little more free in, in New Hampshire in, in a lot of ways. Uh, the only time they'll come down, and you've actually looked into the city ordinances about I'm this. I'm sure you have. Uh, but, but we didn't. We never went We never looked. checked. Yeah, we never checked. Right. Never asked permission. <laughs> Good. Um, only if Why you've look? got a high amount of traffic coming to your home-based business will they then take issue with it. Uh, but, I'd like to talk to about the people who are parked in my parking space today. You don't own a parking space here. <laughs> so there's different levels to this indoctrination that goes on in the government schools. But the reality of it is, is it results in people not being an entrepreneur. If they have the idea, the flame, the spark of entrepreneurship in their mind, then if it wasn't crushed by the government indoctrination system, it will be crushed by their first experience in trying to actually open a business. Because then they will be overwhelmed at how difficult it can be. All the right. So all the other businesses that existed, um, believe me, they do not want another business right. in competition with them, and they're the ones, in they large part, rules. who wrote the rules. Uh, I would like to say this: I did take an entrepreneurship class. Really, in where co- in high school? What, what do they teach you? I don't know. I don't remember a thing about it. But the uh, <laughs> it was taught by one of the shop teachers. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, why the shop teacher? Because well, all the other teachers so are probably busy. I mean, it's been a long time, right? So, like, do you know if it was they taught you to they go had and a, get a license? They had, a, they had a fashion class taught by a guy who, mm-hmm. uh, you know, by a, a heterosexual white guy in his 50s who wore polyester pants. Oh, wow. So, I mean, you know, okay. there was no qualifications to be had for any of these classes. <laughs> He's probably the guy responsible for Hillary Clinton's pl- pantsuits. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, if you want to comment and maybe you can remember, maybe you took this entrepreneurship class and you remember what it contained, because I suspect it's like, well, make sure you get a get an accountant, make sure you do your taxes, make sure you get a license, read the rules, you know, I bet you that's what it was. Here's how you do all A, B, and C. Follow all the rules. Do everything the government tells you, and no. you'll be a success. No, I don't think it was that. I think it was uh, about – it was a workbook on entrepreneurship. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. I would be shocked if your workbook did not have as step one. Make sure you get your license before you open the business. You want to do it the right way, or else the gang with guns will come and shut you down. It's Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want here. Take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms. They're over at discord.lrn.fm. And in the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian. And Luppy. And Mark. All right, so you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. We've just generally been talking about this so-called reopening and various different aspects of you know, what's going to happen in the future if the if or when the government gang tries another crackdown, another so-called lockdown uh, based on whether it be another Corona, Corona 20 or COVID 20 or some other malady that they want people to be afraid of? Which direction are people going to go when they're told what to do? And I think the evidence is they're just going to do what they're told. I'm going to resist. It. Well, I am too, and I have been the, yeah. the entire time. Here in Keene, we've had uh, nightcaps every Friday night ever since the governor's lockdown order began, just to uh, just specifically to violate the lockdown order. 
Uh, we've had protests in front of the state capitol building, protests in various other places. And it's the individuals haven't had a problem for the most part. There were some some parents that were threatened in a Concord Park one day and they recorded video and ended up scaring away the police by coughing at them, which was pretty entertaining. Stuff. Yeah, I thought that was heroic. Yeah, that I was saw, pretty awesome. I saw the article online. There's a lot of backlash from people, too, in the comment section. Backlash against? Against the people who were doing this. Oh, yeah. Well, that was yeah. that horizontal enforcement that uh, was mentioned earlier, right? That's the average person well, pressuring socially other people. Do you remember people. the kids that were like early, early on in this? There were some kids in like South Beach enjoying their uh, uh, spring break or whatever. They were trying to, and then the crackdown came. And then the sort of the crackdown came, and some of the kids were like, Hey, it's spring break. We're going to have a good time. You know, come what may. Mm-hmm. YOLO, right? Yeah. Um, you only live once. Yeah. Um, and like the nation came down on them like a like a ton of bricks. The nation? Wham. Well, just, I'm sorry, enough people that the reporters are doing stories on how mm-hmm. bad these kids are. Finally, yeah. some one of these, these kids comes up and is like, I'm really sorry. I was really wrong <laughs> to say that I wanted to have a good time. Partying uh, on the beach could kill my grandparents. Right, and that, well, at the time, there wasn't even, we, 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 we didn't even know like exactly who's going to die from this or whatever. So it's just like it was irresponsible behavior, and I'm terribly sorry. You know, and it turns out that this is, um, you know, a, a disease that likely he wasn't going to die from if he got it anyway. Plus, he was outside. Well, the fear is that they're going to be around their grandparents and then infect them. He was outside, which at this point, what we're seeing is is that it's unlikely. I have yet to find the person that was infected outside. Well, how would you know whether you got infected outside or not? Well, they're tracking people now. We have contact tracers. That's right. Dun, 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 dun. There are people right now in Florida. This, you know, they've got this. They, they're holding up the next pariah. They've got this young gal who's like, I can't believe, like she was a nurse or something. I can't believe I went to a nightclub and now fourteen people have it. Now they're not sick or anything. They just have mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. And because this is what they have to go to now they don't have bodies to to you know drag out in front of you nearly as much as they did before and they you know she's got to be really sorry or whatever but it's all going on inside and it seems like health or nightclubs seem to be the the place that it occurs and i don't know why i don't either all kinds of things happen at nightclubs well they do let's go to jason in colorado you're on free talk live go ahead jason Hey, uh, gentlemen, uh, no uh, would-you-rather question tonight. I want to talk about shop teachers. Okay. That's the subject this came up. I, I, I grew up in California. In the uh, I went to high school in the 80s, and I had a very interesting shop teacher experience. I went to auto shop because I, I had a car that uh, I got from an uncle that didn't run. So basically, I took shop class to prepare my car just to run and, and to do all that stuff. But I had the shop teacher, and he... The first day we sat into the class, you know, shop shop class is not known exactly for the highest academic students. So I was no. uh, surrounded by all the uh, the guys that might might eventually become mechanics. But 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 this teacher said, you know, um, how does an engine work? And we all kind of looked around puzzled. And the answer to the question was, suck, squeeze, bang, blow. That's right. You won't, <laughs> you won't find guys. That's how I work, I too. You probably get fired for saying that nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Especially if there's a girl in and, the class. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, parent class, you're, you're claiming that women don't understand how combustion engines work because this is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I know some that know better than me how they work. <laughs> <laughs> so shop class consisted of smoking pot in the parking lot for about two hours. Sweet, uh, yeah, that was my shop class. 
Chevy Monte Carlo to drag race it on the weekends, and we used to do evil Knievel jumps of people's cars that asked for oil changes into the parking lot. So, oh wow, what? Uh, That's yeah, awesome. Def- definitely a different time. I remember this guy came over to me, the shop teacher, when I was had my car up on the on the, uh, the lift, and I was using a gas plasma cutter to cut the uh, the gas tank out from the the things that hold it in there, and he Did, just calmly walked over. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 really no. It's not plan. safe at all. That's, he, he, That's the point he, of the story, he kids. Walked over, he looked underneath the lift and said, uh, I wouldn't do that, and just kind of walked off. Like, so <laughs> yeah. let me decide. Well, yeah. you just don't do it. He, you don't get that he was walking because he didn't want to look uncool by running. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's always cool when you walk away from the explosion, yeah. right? like in the movies. Right, boom. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hey, thanks, Jason, for sharing that story tonight with us, man. I appreciate it. Good one. 855-450 free. Any stories about shop class are good stories. Yeah, feel free to call in and share yours. Catherine Doherty reporting over at Bloomberg, the 24-Hour Fitness Corporation, they're called 24-Hour Fitness Worldwide Incorporated, has now sought court protection from its creditors, unable to keep up with debt payments after the COVID-19 pandemic shutdown affected gyms nationwide. The fitness chain's Chapter 11 petition was filed in Delaware uh, according to court papers, such restructuring allows a company to continue operating while they work out a plan to pay their creditors and ease their debt load of $1.4 billion for a gym chain plus lease obligations. 24-hour lined up $250 million in so-called debtor-in-possession financing backed by its creditors as they begin reopening locations across the country. The majority of its gyms, however, remain closed to try to stop the spread of the virus. The company isn't charging members amid the shutdowns taking its revenue down close to zero. Right. Well, I mean, you got to really think what it's like for gyms and and these sorts of places right now because, I mean, I think now they're opening up in New Hampshire and probably some Mm -hmm. other places they've been opening up. I know Saipan Gym opened up uh, some time ago. But think about what it's like for a jiu-jitsu studio. Where you got to touch people. I'm a part owner of a jiu-jitsu studio, Mm -hmm. and I... I mean, we we can't do nothing. Who wants to go and roll around with another sweaty dude on a mat? And well, some people do. I would think I, it seems like plenty of people want to do normal things again. Oh, but I don't you're get saying, turned down all that often. Just saying. You're saying there aren't enough people <laughs> that are interested to where even a class can be held. Well, at this point, we're not allowed to open. Oh, really? So the governor hasn't allowed uh, sporting facilities that involve contact to reopen? Is that the idea? Unless it was Monday and I didn't get told. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm a part owner, and by that I mean like it's the, such a small percentage right. that no so one you would tell me. You wouldn't be able to go in and just throw the doors open on your own and say, all right, we're back. I don't have a key. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Have you talked to to the actual owners yep. about that, and what do they say? He says, hopefully we'll be able to open soon. Was right, the so he's totally obedient, going to do everything the government tells him. Well, what else is he going to do? Could open his business. He could. He could open his business and act like a free person and say to his customers, hey, you know what the risks are. If you want to come here and roll around with people and do jujitsu, then... We're going to ask that you sign this disclaimer or sign a waiver showing that you are consenting to rolling around with people, which obvious because they're doing it. But go ahead and get your legal basis covered and get somebody to sign a piece of paper. Hey, we welcome you back. Just understand you're here at your own risk. Okay, That's what every business should have outside yeah. for a sign. Enter at, at your, your own, own risk. risk. And so, then if the government goons show up because somebody called them and somebody snitched you guys out, then you file a lawsuit and you go to court about it. Now, what else can you do? 
Um, you can just do what you're told. And that's one what of the doing. things that might be a concern for him is, is he's a new father and he may not want to bring home a potential COVID-19 um, infection sense. to his one-year-old, less mm. than one-year-old. So, Yeah, that's where they get you. I'm sorry, yep, they're not that's out there. That's right where they get you. They're, they're not, it is. They're it not is. your little minions and they're not going to act the way you want them to act. I mean, that's just how the that's world is. That's why we are not going to have business freedom because business owners are not concerned with it Most i can understand didn't get into business too. to have business freedom they got into business to make money good luck paying the rent if you can't open your doors yeah it's true you're not gonna be making any money and these business owners uh these gym owners are trying to you know let their customers come back in but they're apparently not charging just because how are these people making it they're not they're in a they're they've got one point how are they eating i don't know i have no idea they must have some savings personally because the business is in a debt load of $1.4 billion in this well, case. Right. So um, there's PPP loans and all kinds of ways that you can get money from the government right now. Okay. So you're saying they're on welfare? Who's they? Well, all the people the we were just talking about. Just businesses generally. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't know what the p- p- specific circumstance is for everybody out there. It's a shame that they're pushing people into welfare. Yep, that's uh it's gonna be hard to get off of it too if you're gonna you know your business hard closes to compete down. With nothing. While yeah. you while you're on welfare you can feed yourself but now your business closed down. Now you're back to being in a in the job world. Hour three Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kinda wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well now's your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here, and we're launching into the third hour of the program. Your comments on the so-called reopening. Where is it? You know, what's it like where you are? How bad did it get? Has it gotten a little bit better? Has it gotten a lot better? Uh, you know, give us a clue because I call don't, in. Yeah, I only give us know the report. Right, I only know what's going on around me, and I know that uh, the local movie theater here. Is expected to reopen on July 1st, and I don't think there are any actual movies that are coming out because, well, Hollywood isn't coming out with movies yet. Right. Uh, and so what they're doing, and I think this is interesting, and it's going to be interesting to see how it works out for them. It may be the last gasp. It may, may be what keeps them alive. Uh, but they're actually going to be showing some classics. They uh, they got like Jurassic Park, Back to the Future, uh 
the original Batman and you know, like some of the Harry. They're bringing in Harry Potter's because people love Harry Potter, but they're bringing in some some older films and they're going to show those. And I don't know how many screenings they're going to have. I don't know if it's, you just get to go see it one time or if it's going to run Back to the Future, you know, for a whole week. I, I don't know, but. It's an interesting. I hear approach. prices at the theaters are going to go up because everybody has to be in their own bubble, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard that that's one of the uh, the restrictions. I don't know um, if that's going to apply after July first. Maybe that's why they're waiting till July first. I don't know. Um, but yeah, in some places you won't be allowed to sit near people if you're in the movie theater, which means a 250 seat movie theater might only be able to seat 50 people. So are they going to be able to stay in business with that? Because what they need to do is lower the prices. If you're going to show classic movies, you can't get away with charging $15 a head for that, can you? I wonder how some movie theaters are still staying in business when I've I've gone to them. Because they're so empty when you go? Yeah, they're so empty when I go. Yeah, Yeah, it's hard to... This may be, like I said, this may be the last time you get to go see a movie. You know, if if the business continues to go under. I mean, some people are saying uh, AMC Theaters is going to go under. Because they have had absolutely no revenue whatsoever for the last two or three months as a massive theater chain. Uh, so can they come back from this? And will we see a lot of theaters doing this where they're showing something, just putting something on a screen, throwing some classic movies up there uh, or oldies, whatever you want to call them, right? 1980s, that's oldies and uh, as far as songs are going. So it must be oldies for movies. But like, I'd be willing to go and see Back to the Future and then I think they're going to show part two and then part three so they're gonna show all of them i'd be willing to go see back to the future if it was five bucks yeah i'd go do that i might go see the second one for another five bucks yeah i would probably do it for that rate but if it was 15 i'm not gonna go see you know more than one movie if we were talking about something like say aliens or Mm -hmm. something like that where you could get me in to see the movie i'd want i'd either want a low price or i'd want a really great sound system and a really great experience yeah you got to do something for me to get me in the, the, the theater to see an older movie. I want vibrating chairs. That's my vote. <laughs> it's fine. That's going to cost a lot of money. Magic too. fingers. Uh, I just sure. put a quarter right in it, right? Just right there. Just... I think they do have some fancier theaters that, that are out there. Yeah, there's one over like in uh, the other side of the state here in Nashville, I think. Chunkies or That's something. That's where they like got that. food, I've never right? been there. They got food. Dale, an old co host of the show, used yeah. to go there. Yeah, they yeah. serve you dinner and everything. I've heard it's nice. I've not, yeah. I've not been there myself. Well, maybe there'll be a. Maybe, they'll, maybe this is an opening for. Uh, uh, maybe there's a demand for private theaters. Maybe some people will start opening private theaters in their houses. Where well, they that's have, been happening, you know? and that's why that's why people don't go to movie theaters as often because getting a fifty or sixty inch screen in your home doesn't cost that much anymore. You can what yeah. go down to Walmart and get a fifty inch screen for yeah, three hundred bucks. Sound and <laughs> sure, you know? and make your walls shake. Right. Sure. So, I mean, I I think I remember seeing a TV, a sixty five inch television for five hundred bucks at Walmart or wherever. Well, yeah, what, so yeah one of those places. Yeah. I don't know. So that's what's been driving people away from theaters is the home experience has been getting better and better and more affordable over time. You don't right. have to drop a hundred grand. And psychedelics it. are cheaper too. Well, I, that I helps. Think. Yeah, that helps. I remember declaring movies dead uh, prior to the uh, what was the movie with the blue blue people? Avatar. Avatar. And mm-hmm. then I went and saw Avatar, and I'm like, wow, this is really great. They really did an excellent job with this 3D thing. And I saw it in the IMAX theater, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. I think that they've James Cameron saved movies or for whatever and for then, a decade, and then you know the Marvel movies came out and people mm-hmm. wanted to see them ahead of time or whatever. But now the COVID came, they stopped Black Widow in in, in its tracks. I was waiting on it for wait. So did it come out or it had, did not? 
Okay, so it's, is it complete, but they just haven't it's released complete, it? It's complete, and they have not released mm-hmm. it. It's supposed to come out in November, and mm-hmm. I'll go see it however it is to go to, to go places. Yeah. But I think a lot of people have kind of been stopped from the movie thing, and it's hard to restart as opposed to just keep things going. So right. this may have killed the movie, the movie theater. That's what I'm saying. Like This could it be your last chance. Yeah. Like When these theaters reopen again, who knows how long they're going to stay open after this. But if they can create... See you later, alligator. Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> they got to create that habit again. They yeah. have to create the habit in people of going to a place to see a presentation at a specific time, yeah. which is completely different than the, the, the new habits that are being created. The new stay way... Stay at home, be weak. The, well, the new way is to stay be at lazy. home... Where I mean, it's not like you're being strong by going and sitting in a seat in a movie theater, but they're at least walking. Well, to, from the car, uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, but yeah. but uh, anyway, they well, got to create that new habit with people of the old habit of going out and doing anything because now they're competing with the convenience of just being able to pull something up online at the at a moment's notice. You don't have to wait for a specific start time. You don't have to wait till people shut up in the theater. You know. And and let's not forget that the movie producing companies. They don't want the movie theater middleman experience either because they're Mm-mm. giving up, what, 50% of the cost of the ticket or whatever. They can send it to, um, you know, right out there for you to watch at That's $20 right. or $25 or whatever, even early. Yeah. Um, you see it the first week for 30 bucks, and then you can sit however many people you want in there. Yeah. And maybe it's cheaper than send- taking your family to the movie. But they get every penny. Almost. So it's a, they still nobody, share with the site. Nobody wants them to get – nobody wants movie theaters the, to make it. You're saying – right. You're saying the people in the industry, the movie makers, don't care if the theaters make it The or not. popcorn people can make it without the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. The chair manufacturers can make it without the movie theaters. Right. You know, maybe the – Candy pro- will be fine. What maybe else the can movie theaters people? do to keep going, though? I mean, they need to bring in another source of income other than – What else can they do? Strippers? Cheesy candy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but I mean, there's, be, they got nothing. Uh, you could have community arts. You could have. You could do. There's. There's. That's one thing you could do. You could if you had the kind of stage and the facilities for it. Maybe they could bring well, in some local acting. That's the other thing. There was a there was a news story about movie what clubs. do you do with a closed movie theater? As far as the building itself, yeah. there's not a whole lot you can do with that kind of that those big rooms with the the ramp style. Right. You, there's floors. no way in the world you're going to get six, and a six is a small theater these days. Um, yeah. Six people doing a presentation at yeah. the same time. I mean, this, it just can't happen. Right. So, I mean, you know, six community productions of My Fair Lady, Oklahoma, um, you know, No No Nanette or whatever. Um, uh, I can't remember what the one was, the pseudolist was. Yeah. One, uh, happened on the way to the forum. Funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Um, you know, and, and whatever the musicals might be that they put together. Ultra high ceilings. Couldn't I mean, happen. Not, there's not a whole lot you can do with a space like that. Right. I with with a movie some... theater, it's possible to make it happen you got one pimply faced kid you know running a projector probably running six projectors yeah they run as this lean lean as possible three people on site tops yeah they pay minimum wage there's maybe a manager there's a kid and maybe another one i don't think movie theaters have been making money for a long time (laughs) there's a there's a manager a kid doing something and the uh the teenage girl the manager's trying to talk to (laughs) sounds right that's about it that's about the picture or at least that's how it was at the movie theater that uh, my friend worked at in high school it probably hasn't changed that much so 24 hour uh, to go back to what's going on with gyms 
again, large buildings with lots of people in them. Well, now when they say here at uh, Bloomberg, when gyms, while some gyms start to reopen, it's no guarantee members will come flocking back. And cancellations could be even more devastating. It costs twice as much to recruit a new member as it does to retain an existing one. Sure. Roughly 20 out of, 28 out of 100 U.S. gym goers are expected to bail out this year, according to uh, trade group uh, uh, International Health Racket and Sports Club Association. Even before the onslaught of COVID-19, middle-tier operators like 24-hour gyms struggled with customer defections to higher end or budget-friendly fitness options. The gym operator posted a 2% revenue decline in their fourth quarter earnings. Privately held 24-hour, which had around 445 clubs, reported a slide in 2019 earnings, partly due to a, due to a rocky debut of an automated system for checking in and signing up customers. So they tried to uh, automate stuff and fire people, right? Like, well, we'll just put a computer in charge here and That'll work out. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. Bring up what you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE. Like freedom. With you in the studio, by the way, it's Ian. And Lumpy. And Mark. Freedom's Phoenix is a liberty-oriented news aggregation site. You want the newest and freshest stories and perspectives on current events from those who value liberty. Well, freedomsphoenix.com has it. Their daily dispatch is the best way to stay up to date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state. Freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. That's freedomsphoenix.com. I was just me- uh, reading that daily dispatch of theirs during mm-hmm. the break. Excellent. What'd you see? I don't remember because I just scan through and go through. You're telling the truth, though. You actually yes, were reading it. You yeah. just don't remember anything. Well, I can pull it. it right up. Okay, good. I just wanted, I was just testing you, man. Just making sure you were being honest. He might be me. wrong, but he doesn't lie. My job. My job. <laughs> your your memory really is that bad. It is that bad. Okay. Fair enough. Well, do me a favor. I pull it up. Mark them. Yeah, do me a favor. Pull it up and uh, give me. You know what? What's the top headline of the uh, the Daily Dispatch for the seventeenth? of june of 2020 so here it is this is the one i haven't opened federal court case to end water fluoridation is underway but no media coverage that's the need to know news Uh, and the thing is is that it's a whole bunch of different stuff yeah it's a dispatch with uh jordan peterson is back um free states radical decentralization the war for hearts and minds by from lou rockwell Hmm. the u.s treasury will pump another one trillion into the economy this month Police bigotry, oh in, the, police bigotry in the drug war. Candy. USA right, plan, militarized control of the population, the Thank national you. COVID-19 testing action plan. Check it out. Sign up for yours over at freedomsphoenix.com. As we go back to your phone calls and thoughts, we've been talking about the changes that you know gyms are going to be experiencing. Some of them are going bankrupt. Uh, others are still closed. They haven't reopened yet. Others are reopening, but they're removing gym equipment. So they're pulling equipment out so as people can so-called social distance while they're at the gym. Uh, it's tough times, especially for movie theaters as well, which also used to rely on large numbers of people getting yeah. together in close proximity. Mike in Goldbar, Washington, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Um, I think the movie kiosk is going to take over in the, in the inexpensive big screen TVs. Now, I just started going to what's called a Galaxy 12 theater right before the COVID. Like I went like on Tuesday, mm-hmm. maybe for a couple of months. And um, but by the time I got a popcorn and a soda, I was so disappointed in the experience because my $12 experience went to like closer to 30. 30. For, I mean, yeah. I mean, popcorn's like $15. Jesus, you, you know, so I think the movie kiosk is going to be um, 
kind of the way to go. Now, when you say and, kiosk, you know, are you talking about like the red box where they're renting DVDs yep, to people? Get them at the, and that's what I'm, and I'm just I think like, that's I'm an over old too. guy. I'm, I'm, well, I'm actually figuring that out right now yeah. at I my did local the, grocer. I did the uh, the red box uh, movie kiosk thing for some time. Mm-hmm. Was we, this after they shut down the blockbuster? What happened was uh, the, the, the economy went tanked, right? And okay. uh, my wife and I decided we were going to cut everything as far mm-hmm. as costs go. Smart so, move. Cutting the cord and all that yep. and, you know, huge savings. Yep. And basically... Because you had satellite TV back then, right? You know, um, then we started going to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. We had satellite, I think, at that time and whatever. And we started going to the grocery store. And I'm like, oh, I'd like to see that movie. And she's like, well, for 99 cents, you can see the movie. Okay. Right? You've been a good mark. Right, right. You so, you know, movie. And then um, pretty soon we were like, you know, we can get the uh, whatever the, the subscription was at the local video store mm-hmm. at the time. You know, you can pay this and then you can I could see as many movies as I want. And the movie the- and the, the store was open till 11. So I could get off at 10. This is the store that since has closed. Oh, yeah. It's out of business now. And then at some point, uh, Amazon Prime came along Mm -hmm. and I could pay, I think it's on an average $8 a month, get my Amazon stuff stuff shipped more quickly and have more video than you can ever possibly watch in your lifetime Mm -hmm. uh, if you watched every moment of every day. So since you went on the Amazon thing, you haven't used the red box anymore? No, really okay. haven't. So Amazon sort of killed it off. Am I still there? Yep, yep, here. We Go got ahead. you. Oh, oh, I had a quick question. I'll get off. And let's, um, so I, I'm going from, you know, weekdays on KBKW to YouTube instead. So I'm listening. That's how I'm doing it. Cool. I'm trying it on my Android. It's a little slow, but I watched yesterday. I got a question. Does Conan need some t- I got some t-shirts if he needs them. Oh, you're I referring to Conan. He, he was doing uh, Topless Tuesday uh, yesterday on, on that one. Uh, and by the way, if you don't want to watch on YouTube, we do have audio streams no, no. that don't. I'm just kidding. It was kind of funny. No, no, I'm, just, I'm not talking about it because of Conan. Of I'm, I'm saying you said it was slow. So if you're having issues with streaming video, you can just listen to our audio stream, which you can get anytime at freetalklive.com. Right, I, so that's oh, right. always another okay. way. All right, Much, you guys. Thank you and have a good night. Thank thanks, you. Mike. I appreciate it. So Mike was saying he was <laughs> just getting into the red box thing now. So now that he's kind of getting out of theaters, he's getting into the red box thing. Sure. And uh, I think that you know DVDs are already on the way out. They're already bargain bin product, right? Like you, yeah. I mean, how many people have bought a DVD brand new in the studio within the, nice the last thing about five years? A Blu-ray is that you have it. Yes, you do. So, sometimes the internet goes out. That's right. Sometimes the internet's buffering. Sometimes things are slow. And I might have paid Amazon for the highest level of ultra HD whatever. Mm-hmm. But you can't get it. The but I can't out. get it because it can only travel as quickly as the internet will allow it to travel. Right. So if I buy the the DVD, I can still play it. That's true. When was the last time you bought a DVD? Can you remember? Within the last three years. Yeah. What was it? A Marvel movie? I yes. bought. I have several of the Marvel movies mm-hmm. okay. uh, on DVD. I also have Blu-ray or DVD. The last one I bought is Jupiter Ascending. Okay. Because okay. I love that movie. You love that. Is movie. that a Marvel one? No, it's by the Wachowskis. Uh, they used to be known as the, the Wachowski sisters. brothers, <laughs> uh, but now they're, they're just the Wachowskis. And I love that. They don't movie. They call themselves the Wachowski sisters now. No. Okay. Um, and I I just think it's the greatest. I think it's so deep and the way it goes huh. into the DNA and stuff like that. You bought it on know. DVD, not Blu-ray. Or it you buy it the might Blu-ray? be Blu-ray. Okay, I'm not sure. You don't even know the difference. I I don't have a TV that's really that great. I have uh-huh. the uh, 740 720. HD, yeah. 7 whatever, yeah, okay. um, TV. So it's not that 
awesome. And I bought it years ago. I'm waiting for the remodel of the house to put in a new TV. Yeah. So, I mean, the the speakers blew out of my TV, and I just Oof. bought a surround sound and plugged it in. That solves that problem. The cheapest surround sound yeah. I could get, and I keep the volume at zero. We go to Gene the Christian Anarchist. He's on our Discord server. Go ahead, Gene. Yeah, I wanted to tell everybody about the last time I lived through a pandemic, and uh, that was in 1969. The Hong Kong flu pandemic Hong Kong killed, flu. O- killed over a million people worldwide. I remember when we shut down all the movie theaters and all the restaurants were closed. You're being facetious. People were, that didn't people happen. People were wearing masks and plastic <laughs> you gloves. You also lived through the bubonic and, plague? <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, we, we shut down... Uh, Everybody was on unemployment. and uh, He's joking, by the way, for listeners that are taking this seriously. That didn't happen in 1969. No, No, in fact, in 1969, I was 17, so now everybody knows how old I am. But Mm -hmm. I was a senior in high school, and I didn't even know there was a pandemic going on. And it was a million people dead. And we did nothing. We didn't do anything. And here we've got... A total of a hundred thousand dead. I mean, you know, it's really sad See, it for the hundred thousand who died. But it, it's we're destroying everything for something that a lot of these people would have died anyway. Hold that thought, Gene. I want year. you to come back here if you if you can stick with us. And I want to hear sure. your prediction because we were talking about it earlier. Mark thinks people are going to be more likely to stand up against the government diktats next time. What do you think the people will do when they're told to lock it down and shut it down the second time? Hang on. More with uh, Gene the Christian Anarchist coming up. Your thoughts are also welcome on Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com Free Talk Live, you may join us here. The phone lines are open. You may take control of the airwaves. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Liberty.menu. It's a great tool for the Liberty community. If you are an individual who rejects the initiation of force and you agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle, then Liberty.menu can help you promote the things that you do. Maybe you've got a business that you want other Liberty people to know about. Get some new customers through the door or the digital door if you're an online business. Maybe you've got digital content that you're the creator of. You want to share your show that you do with other people who care about freedom. Or you've got an event that you're putting together. You can do all those things. Put up your items that you are interested in promoting at Liberty.menu. It's free to use the site, so really there's no reason not to do this unless you don't want people to know that you care about freedom. Go to Liberty.menu. You can use code FTL and get a special Free Talk Live listener badge on your profile. We're back with Gene, the Christian anarchist. He's on our Discord server uh, with me, Ian, and uh, we got Lumpy and Mark over there as well. Gene, I was asking you, you know, to weigh in on the discussion we were having earlier about what do you think, you know, when or if this second wave comes in or COVID-20 or COVID-21 or whatever the next one is uh, that uh, the fear mongers want to put out there and the crackdown comes again or lockdowns come again. 
Are we going to see people behave the same way the second time where they just do what they're told, they shut up, they go home, they shut down, and uh, we enter into an even deeper recession? Or are we going to see more resistance uh, from people like Carl Mankey, the uh, barber, the 77-year-old barber in uh, in northern Michigan or the the salon-owning woman down in Dallas, Texas? Are we going to see more of that or are we going to see even more obedience? What do you think? Well, let's hope that we see more of it. I think that most people that I talk to anyway are very fed up with all of this. And, uh, you know, if all these police departments shut down, well, then nobody's going to be around to bust you (laughs) if you keep your business open anyway. So that's probably a good thing. But good here's point. So the Capitol they, Hill Autonomous Zone will, uh, you know, not have police cracking down because the police aren't there. But the rest of us still have the cops. But, you know, I appreciate your optimism. Well, and uh, I do want to tell tell what our experience has been now with yeah. our clinic is we've been open the entire time, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, now, it, it was very slow for two, at least two months. We barely had enough people coming through the door uh, to keep the doors open. Wow. But. We have only had, uh, I don't have the exact numbers, but somewhere around 25 patients that tested positive with COVID. And all of them have gotten better. Mm -hmm. One went to the hospital uh, for a couple of days. Did they have to go on a ventilator? I don't believe they were on the ventilator. But And then the hospital here, one of the hospitals, now in the Memphis area, we've only got two hospital chains, and I'm not going to mention which one. But... They tested 6,000 of their employees. Memphis hospital chains. <laughs> yeah. There, there's, only, there's only two. So you're gonna, you, you'll narrow it down right there. It'll be, you got a 50-50 chance. Okay. But anyway, this particular chain tested 6,000 employees for COVID-19. Hmm. They got one per thousand. So six, six of them. tested positive. They finally just stopped the testing of their employees. They said... It, economically, it. it doesn't make sense. So they stopped testing. So what you're saying because, is even people working in a hospital were relatively unaffected by this. Yes. And the hospitals here are empty. Now, I can't speak for hospitals all over the country, mm-hmm. but uh, from what I hear, we're not alone in this regard. Mo- mm-hmm. Many hospitals are just dying. They can't even pay their, their payroll and they're having to lay off nurses and tell doctors not to come in because they just don't have patients. So what is what are we doing all this for? This is what I want people to to ask themselves. Why are we putting ourselves through all this? You know, it, it, the numbers don't add up. They don't make sense. Well, because well, government said so and they are in our they're there for our best interest and to help us be yeah. better. People. And as full of wisdom as you are, Gene, I've heard you over the years and you're a, you've got a lot of wisdom and I appreciate that. There, there's sometimes there's no way to just talk to people and just to, to just get them to see reason. I well, think that's why I love this show because it's yeah. a it's an open open mic to let people know what what you feel like and uh, been a listener now for 15 years or something like that. One of our actually, I just, amplifiers. Thank you for that. I I just listened to my first phone call to you guys. Wow. Uh, you know, because I've been I've been downloading all these all over the years. So I I pulled that one up and I listened to it. You can do that and at archives.freetalklive.com should cool. you call cool. in and you can hear your call too. Yeah, well, it, I do it that. was I, pretty funny. Oh, you were you were Manwich at by the way. 
Way back wow. then. That is a long time ago. I can't remember when I stopped being Manwich, but wow, uh, that it was, was a long time ago. Six or something wow. like that. It yeah, wasn't it was, long into it. It was, uh, yeah, it was a long. Uh, the reason was was because Ted, who runs our syndicate, yeah. was concerned that Conagra Foods would, would sue. sue us, yeah. and um, so you know, we. I'm like, okay. <laughs> hey, Gene. Anything else you want to share tonight? That's all for tonight, guys. Thanks, Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk a little bit more about the uh, the difficulties in the recession. CNN Business reporting on as many as 25,000 retail stores in the United States are expected to permanently close. Not just some bankruptcy protection where they can come back, right. but to permanently close this year as consumer demand for discretionary items stalls. And more people shift to online shopping, according to a firm tracking the industry. So far in 2020, more than 4,000 stores have said they will permanently close, according to a report released Tuesday uh, by CoreSight Research, a retail research and advisory firm. They anticipate closures will snowball and set a new annual record this year, breaking right. last year's record of 9,300. The only reason to stay open right now is so that you can get as much money out of the government before you go out of business as possible. Mm. Retailers have been slammed by the coronavirus pandemic and recession. I remember, the media always blames coronavirus, but it's the government that you should be blaming because they're the ones who shut these businesses down. Uh, Pier 1 Imports, JCPenney, Tuesday morning, which I've never heard of, which yep. have all filed for bankruptcy, have announced intentions to close hundreds of stores. GNC and Victoria's Secret are closing hundreds more. Uh, a quote apparel don't women need un- underwear anymore i guess you can order them online yeah it's i guess my you can. favorite store apparel retail <laughs> and department stores look set to feature prominently in total store closures the researchers said a range of forces that were present before the pandemic are driving up the closures including unsustainable debt levels and the continued shift to online shopping then came the economic shock from the recession consumer confidence and demand will stall in the coming months sparking additional closings Corsite predicts the firm said there will be a quote major uptick unquote in store closings because consumer demand for discretionary items will be quote below normal so if you've got a situation where people are out of work now yeah some of them are getting welfare and they're getting quite a bit but some people are out of work and they, you know, businesses, maybe they're free to reopen, but if the customers aren't coming back out because they're in savings mode, well, then a lot of those businesses aren't going to hire back all the employees that they had before, leaving or more people, people out of work. people have just developed new patterns, and mm-hmm. they want to get the things they want to get online, where yeah. they can go to shop.freetalklive.com and do, do just that, or go to saveatpurse.com That's and right. save money by using cryptocurrency. Big time. Um, but people are, you know, the new patterns, that's a real thing, and uh, and the people that are saving their money aren't going to be as likely to buy what they're calling discretionary items. So, you know, maybe they'll, they don't need that new coffee maker. Maybe they can get by with things that they currently have, and they don't need the brand new uh, television screen that we were talking about earlier. So there's going to be some products that would have been purchased this year had things been normal, but because they're not, people are crossing those off their list. They're going into that tightening down mode that you talked about earlier that you and your wife did back when the recession hit in 2008. There's probably a lot of people who are following that. Uh, that We've measure. never gotten another TV plan. I mean, mm-hmm. there's you know we don't uh, there's just things we got rid of. We never and got you back. Didn't come back to. Uh, retailers that were struggling to stay in business pre-crisis are unlikely to have the wherewithal to stay the course on the road to recovery, said the researchers. More than half of the store closures are expected to come in malls. Indoor shopping malls yeah. have been struggling in recent years amid declining foot traffic and fierce competition. Right, and online. many of these cases are things that were going to happen anyway. And they've been in- And exi- just like the people that were dying in the nursing home, COVID is killing off 
the businesses that were dying anyway. It hurried the process up. I think it's killing off a lot because I I, I I look at people. I think. Uh, I mean, there are people outside getting outside and getting physical, but I think people, you know, the closing of the gyms, I'm not a big gym person. I mm-hmm. like to get my exercise when I work, when yep. I do outside. Um, well, you can't get Everyone's big. shut down and just, they're getting weaker. They're getting weaker. Their booties are expanding. Their muscles are contracting. <laughs> the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. That's for sure. People are still well-fed. It's Free Talk Live. Hey, it's Free Talk Live, the toll-free number where you can take control of the airwaves. 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms at discord.lrn.fm. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Lumpy. And Mark. Talking about the future of retail. And, uh, well, at least according to short-term projections, it isn't looking so bright for a lot of store owners and employees out there, especially if you're in a mall. <laughs> you know, you're going to have it. You've already been having a tough time. Now it's even worse. You're lucky if you're going to be able to reopen and have any customers come back in. According to uh, industry analyst group CoreSight Research, uh, so we continue here. We'll take more of your calls and thoughts. You can bring up anything that you want to discuss here on Free Talk Live. But coming up in less than a week, we are just several days away from the beginning of ForkFest, which is now a two-week-long event. We had been promoting it as a one-week-long event from June 29th until July 5th. But now some are starting their ForkFest celebrations on June 22nd. And we're going to be there to join them. Free Talk Live going to be kicking off broadcast. Mark, have you figured out when you're going up there? I was intending to go up on like the weekends um, and sort of you know show up on Friday evening, leave on Sunday afternoon kind of thing. Okay, that's nice that you finally let me know about that. Uh, Now I know what to expect out of you. So Free Talk Live will be there broadcasting on starting on Monday, and we will be there every single day through uh, the entirety of the event. And uh, then there's another event happening too, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. That'll be in the first week. Will you be taking calls? It's impossible to take calls from the campground. We unfortunately will not be live. Those will be two weeks uh, in which the only way you'll be able to get on the show is to be there. So if you want to join us on a third microphone or something like that and sit in for a segment and talk about something, uh, that's cool. We can do that. But there's the technological restrictions on the campground basically make it so we have to do it that way. But it'll still be good, and we'll still have a good it's time. It's always good. And we'll have fun, and uh, you'll have a good time if you're at ForkFest. I suspect because, well, first of all, what else are you going to do? I mean, what? how many other festivals are going on this summer? <laughs> Because I know they canceled Burning Man, and I know they've canceled a lot of concerts. Captain Kickass was telling me that uh, you know a bunch of shows have been just all the whale canceled. watching in Provincetown, Massachusetts. It's all outdoors. What's the yeah. point of that? Whale watching or concerts? Well, if oh. if the concerts outdoors, the contention I would have is is that an outdoor event shouldn't be a place that it's going to be that bad. Well, they are uh, restricting outdoor events, and I don't know if it's the government who's doing it or if it's the event promoters 
this horizontal pressure that we were talking about, societal uh, pressure from people who are the, the mask wearer types, the people who are, I don't want to go to concert, I'm scared. Well, okay, it's okay, we're, we're going to have a drive I really can't stand you mask wearing people. If you're listening right now, I'm <laughs> going to tell you right now, you drive me nuts. Well, now, but the, unfortunately, the business owners think that they're a significant portion of the population, and maybe they are. We don't know what portion of the population is a mask wearer. The stupid versus part. Not. Uh, well, they could be gullible. You know, it may not be stupid. It may, may just be that they're afraid. I love walking around uh, stores in masks. I mean, the idea of walking into a bank here in New Hampshire where you're allowed to uh, conceal mm-hmm. carry into a bank, you can walk into a bank with a mask and a gun. I've walked into a mask. I've it's walked amazing. into the Bank of America with a gun here numerous times years ago. Yep, and now you could do it with a gun, mask, and a gun. It's crazy. Yeah. The world the banks, is upside down. It is. It really is. Uh, so anyway, join us at Forkfest. I, I hope there are not a lot of mask people at Forkfest because I suspect they will be staying home. Yeah, because you're going to have out. to tell me to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Forkfest.party is where you can go. We got people hanging out in the Forkfest chat room. There is a uh, Forkfest forum as well. One of the guys from the chat room just recently launched a Forkfest calendar. So if you wanted to, say, have an event that you're going to be doing at Forkfest and you want other people to know about it, you can ask the gentleman, uh, Brian Becker. He's in the ch- Forkfest chat, and he will put the thing that you have on his calendar. Is it a or, Google calendar? Uh, no, it's some sort of privately hosted thing, I think. Oh, that's so nice. So relying on, that's, that's uh, cool. on Google for that. So, uh, And he's going to be posting about that tonight on the Forkfest forum. So go to Forkfest.party. You can learn more about the event there. And it's going to be basically the next two weeks starting on Monday. Uh, we'll culminate on the weekend of the 4th of July. So it'll be fun to have a Independence Day celebration so we can celebrate the independence that somebody had at some time that we don't have anymore. And if you're coming from outside of you know New Hampshire, doing wherever you're coming from for this thing, just, just come. Just come. It, you know, the people are... This is a good event. If you're worried about the price of your uh, your, uh, your 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 tent side or your motel room or something, there are people there who they'll share it with they'll you. They'll share yeah. it with you. They'll share the cost with you. It's you know it's these are these are not these are good people. Twenty nine, I think it's like twenty nine bucks a night for a tent site. Yeah, a lot of guys. You, know, you yeah. split that in half. You're talking about fifteen bucks. Yeah, a night. you're coming for a couple Nothing. of weeks. I don't know twenty nine. Yeah, but that's probably without. I think twenty nine bucks. That's probably without power and water. No, they all have power. I think, and uh, they all have water. I don't think they all have power. There are some along the side. The cheapest of them don't have power. They don't have. But do they have water? I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, does it really yeah. matter if you're if, if you you're split sitting, it with three or four people? If you're, you're out there oh, in yeah. a tent yeah. and you brought your own it, bucket, it, does it really right. matter where yeah. you get your water from at that? Yeah, point? you can go walk down to the bathhouse and get yeah. water there. Uh, so check it out, Forkfest.party. Let's go to the phones and to your calls. David in New Mexico on Free Talk Live. You're on. Go ahead. Yeah, we got uh, Armageddon, New Mexico. If you Google Albuquerque, the news uh, that comes up right away is this shooting. At uh, the, the the left was trying to rip down the statue of a genocidal figure from the Spaniards, Oñate, who came and chopped the feet off of Indians and stuff like that. So oh, they're wow. trying to pull that down. And then the then the the uh, cowboys from uh, uh, eastern New Mexico, with their militia, come in to defend the statue, oh, yeah. uh, and they get into a they get into a fight. They got got the left bashing the cowboys over the head with skateboards and pulling Whoa. knives on them. And then it the doesn't seem like a good idea to do with a, a cowboy. Yeah, well, no, probably not. Well, the guy's in the hospital. He got three slugs uh, pumped through his chest, Whoa. but he's still alive. 
Yeah. Damn. So, but anyway, and that's not even the So news. who got the shot? Was it the lefty who got shot by the cowboy? <laughs> yeah, the lefty pulled a, brought a knife to a gunfight, and <laughs> the lefty's in the hospital. But he's going to be so, able to just think of all the young lefty ladies that are going to think he's the, the bravest guy around, though. Yeah, all the young lefty ladies that ain't going to give him anything. He has successfully signaled. (laughs) Well, they they may give him something like chlamydia. I doubt it. He won't even get that lucky. They like each other. Chicks dig scars, so he was. That's what he was doing with the skateboard, trying to pick some, pick up some uh, scars, so he could pick up some chicks, and and he used a skateboard to hit the cowboy over the head, and the cowboy pulled a gun and gave him three, well, six really cool scars, you know, one on the way in and one on the way out. Have they arrested the three. cowboy, or is he self defense? Yeah. He's good to go. It, uh, no, they arrested him. He's in jail. Yeah. He's, he's being charged. He's being charged. And but that's not even the news. The, the news is that you know, just like Bush was uh, sitting there pretending he was reading the story to little kids in the school, pretending he didn't know that this attack on the World Trade Centers were coming. Uh, Mayor Mayor Keller um, had his uh, police force stand, be, standing down. Uh, away from this area where, the, and they had intelligence. They knew the lefties were coming in mm-hmm. to rip the statue down, and they knew the armed militia was coming in to defend the statue. And the mayor uh, had a stand down order for the cops to mm-hmm. not interfere until after the gunshots came in, and yeah, then the cops came in. And yeah, and so they are a cleanup uh, crew. So they uh, weren't protecting and serving when they knew they had the opportunity to. Is what you're saying? No, no. I think what the mayor was doing is I think the mayor wanted it to go down so he could then use that to do whatever other emergency orders he wants to do, just Makes like Bush perfect did. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so, wonder. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know how this went down. I certainly didn't watch any video or anything like that. But if the uh, if the guy defending the statue was simply doing like the sort of the basketball thing where you get in front of the other guy to mm-hmm. prevent him from doing something, and then the guy wants to whack him over the head with a skateboard and pull out a knife or whatever the case, you, know, you whack somebody over the head with a skateboard. As far as I'm concerned, that's aggravated battery. Yeah. And it's fine to show your gun at that point and say, "Hey, aggravating batterying me is a bad idea." And at which point the guy's like. Ha! I have a knife. At which point, it's fine to pull out a gun and defend yourself. That's what you'd think, but apparently they arrested him. Oh, well, they 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 arrest all kinds of people. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have so, a right to de- defend yourself in uh, New Mexico in a fight? Well, it de- depends on whether you're on the left or on the right, or who who you know. Who's your uncle? Who's depends your on the politics you know, of the situation. Okay, yeah. It's, it's it's New Mexico, so you got to have cousins, you know. Mm. Thanks for sharing that tonight, David, in New Mexico. Definitely appreciate hearing from you. And uh, we will continue. we got plenty more Free Talk Live coming up here in this week as the countdown to ForkFest has begun the final week before it. Go check out ForkFest.party. What day are you going? I already told you, Monday. Monday. All right. We're going for two weeks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So You're leaving in the morning and you'll have a show up for Monday evening? Okay. Yeah, that's the plan. So, we'll see you then. And online, in the meantime, you can join us over at freetalklive.com. The monetary evolution comes to Las Vegas. Crypto Vegas is a one-day event featuring some of the brightest and most innovative minds in blockchain technology. Juan Galt, Anastasia Sergeyevna, Lynn Albrecht, Jim Bell, Elise Sam, Float CEO Kingsley Edwards, and more. Tickets start at $20.20, and you can save 10% on VIP tickets using code FTL at CryptoVegasConference.com. July 18th, join Free Talk Live at CryptoVegasConference.com. 
You know what's really smart? Wash your hands frequently, practice social distancing, and stay home if told to do so. You know what's really dumb? To ignore your immune system. Right now, more than ever, your health depends on a strong immune system. The experts at Immunicorp will give you their seven-step guide to immunity for life, free. Why? Because we want you to be smart and healthy. Simply call 800-446-3063 or click immunityforlife.com. Immunocorp has been producing the world's leading immune system products for more than two decades. To get your free seven-step guide to immunity for life, call 800-446-3063. 800-446-3063. Be smart. Don't ignore your immune system. Your life depends on it. Call 800-446-3063 or click immunityforlife.com. Immunityforlife.com. 